Hello, welcome to the JV Show. This is Jorge. And this is Viv. And this week we got Aaron on the show. Hi. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, uh, Aaron was on the show before. I think we had a, I think his nickname before was Wave. Yeah, so now we've exposed his name. Yeah. yeah now they know that one's Only me. true fans know. Yeah. But to be honest, like, yeah, we were trying to figure out, we're like, what was, what was his <laughs> name? Okay, so I, I, I recently just randomly looked back at that uh, episode and it yeah. was titled like 1001. Oh, Because it was wow. a simulation episode. I just titled it like yeah, random yeah. ass name, which is funny. <laughs> I forgot what the one zero zero thing stood for too. Uh, it's I don't computer remember. language. No, but like like oh, I, we translated. No, <laughs> yeah, we translated like, something to that. Right, no. Oh, it was literally the episode whatever. Maybe I, I I think like, it might be the JV show, but in like ones and those. Maybe <laughs> I think that's like the or some yeah. troll thing. Yeah, 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 that's the most likely one. All right, well we'll start off with uh, how's your week? I guess I I guess for me and Viv since the last podcast there wasn't too much, but Viv. What's going on with you this week? Uh, nothing much. It mostly just worked and worked out, really, since the last time we recorded was on Monday, and today is Friday. I essentially just worked and worked out. How's your How's your finger? Give everyone an update. Um. Well, what happened to your finger, actually? I yeah. dislocated it and fractured it back in March. By doing what? Volleyball. Okay. I went for a dig and I wasn't holding my hands properly and it dislocated right here. And it's okay now. It's fairly straight, but it lost a lot of mobility after I put it in a cast. But it's getting it's getting there. I've kind of given up on the idea that it'll be forever. It'll be like perfectly back to normal and straight for the rest of my life. Oh, it's actually life. bent on the side slightly. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's like crooked a little bit, yeah. but then also if I don't keep it, in, if I keep it out of its splint for a while, then it'll slowly bend a little. And oh, actually, legit. Uh, and then I'll have to put it in back into the splint, but then it's it's not bad. It's kind of at at a point where I just hope that it gets to a point where I can lift normally. Oh, eventually. Um, that sucks. Yeah. So you're out bad. of volleyball for a bit then. No, I've been playing, but when I play now, I have to tape up my entire oh. middle finger and then buddy tape it a slightly behind my index finger. Yeah. Now, how does it feel I'm being handicapped? Gonna... <laughs> 116 to one, one-tenth, I guess. No, that's no, how no. it is. Do you think people with missing digits actually can be considered handicapped? Missing what? Like fingers? Yeah. I think in order to get... Oh, okay. I don't know about okay. considered handicapped. Yeah, yeah. Thumb would be a really important... No, but like, okay, so let's say the ranking or the consideration right now is to get the parking pass. Like, the, I've, Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. So I've looked it up before, actually, because oh, okay. there's this one time where I, I sprained my ankle or I rolled my ankle like twice in volleyball, but like back to back. And then I was right. like, okay, I'm fucking out of it for a while. And I was very curious what it takes to get a parking pass or a handicap parking pass. And you have to be in a condition that is not curable, that limits you in some way, shape or form. That was the main thing. Time. So, like, if I, <laughs> that's the one point that I like took away because if I rolled my ankle, you can't get a parking pass because eventually that'll heal some way somehow. Yeah, but if you lose a thumb, how does it affect your parking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know I mean? Park, well, you probably park really shitty. Would Maybe you? I don't know. I mean, you, could you? It's okay, not could, easy to like I'm, you I'm, lose your fucking big toe and you're like, sorry. No, guys. but like, okay, so you could easily drive and park with one hand. It would be harder. Uh, I feel like they would have to do like, some sort of assessment to oh, see yeah. how limited you are. You can just make the case that you usually park with two hands, like on your two uh, hands on the wheel type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's but true. I don't know, man. I feel like that's a stretch, you know? It is, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, get me in front of the line at this Disney ride. I'm missing a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's wrong yeah. with you, huh? Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. I think the other day I saw this one. Um, I think it was some Snapchat thing or whatever. One of the stories, and the the girl had this like spine thumb, like little huh? mods, I think, on her thumb where it looked like it's a like a spine bone where her thumb is, right? And okay. I, I don't know if she needed that or if it was one of those mods. Like, you know how people do, like, crazy, like, tongue mod where they look like a lizard? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, wait, like, what? Like, like her actual yeah, yeah, I'll show thumb you looked picture. like I'm, like it was modded and not tattoo. I was picturing a tattoo just now. Oh, like, that. Nasty. Oh, God. It's literally, okay, just search spine thumb. So I'm not sure oh, if dude. this is a... Uh, they have, like, like implants. Kind of nauseous. I have no implanted idea. some ridges into her thumb. Yeah. Why? Like, I don't know. Aesthetic purposes, or I mean, wh- why? Why? Why do people get like the horns? You ever see the horns? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah I've seen them. Them. And then the, the, the split of... tongue thing, yeah, where yeah. it looks yeah. like, like I mean, those are gothic reasons. Like they want to be more. I, like, I mean, I feel like this is close to that. No. Devilish. Yeah. It's yeah. Freaking wild. Oh, I mean, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, "What's the purpose of this?" <laughs> That's like funny. I understand breast implants. I understand yeah. Brazilian <laughs> butt lifts. But those are like existing. Like parts of your body that you're enhancing. Yeah. In this case, it's like it doesn't exist at all. And but is it an enhancement? I mean, it is. But like a butt lift and, and a boob job. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh, enhancement uh, as in like you. I want, would say they're enhancements yeah. too. Because like you, ha- you already have a butt. You just like want it, it to be a certain shape. Like it makes your life better. I guess it makes your life better in some way. Yeah. But then to them, they they could like you're oh, right. Yeah. They yeah. they could technically argue yeah. that too, right? But but these aren't things that existed. Like you don't oh, have an yeah, existing yeah, yeah. spine. No. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You're you're just making something existing yeah. that you're enlarging something that's yeah, already. I think existing. that pushes it a bit. But like I guess you're right. The argument of like like at some point is are you kind of losing like your humanity by <laughs> by adding things that humans yeah. don't normally have? You know. What yeah. I mean? But like yeah. even with a boob job, you could say that you know. Like, at what size is it inhumane? Oh my god. <laughs> like, not yeah, realistic yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, I swear, when they literally people. look like balls attached to your body, it's like, what the fuck? Dude, yeah, I mean, just, I wouldn't use that <laughs> reference, but... Okay, like, 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 like sport no, balls, like, not yeah, like oh, testicle oh, balls. Oh, Basketball yeah, size boobs, yeah. Like, they're like, literally like just like circles. <laughs> yeah, like, bosu balls attached <laughs> to someone's yeah. chest. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, true, there are some, some limitations. Would you guys ever get plastic surgery? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not like opposed to it, actually. Oh, really? Um, I heard you get a great deal in Korea. Um, <laughs> and I've heard of a lot of stories of different things that people have gotten in Korea. And uh, is it the is the eyelid the most common one there? You think? I would say so. Yeah, I mean, or from what I heard, that would make sense. Yeah, eyelid, and then what? What's next, probably for them? Nose job. Yeah, everything pretty much. It's like, well, in Brazil, it's the the boobs and the butts is the yeah. biggest oh, yeah. thing there right that makes sense yeah right yeah it would be more more facial stuff eh? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like so. uh eyelids probably nose probably if they have a weird shaped nose, nose and stuff like that and, like, yeah. jaw oh damn jaw yeah jaw eyebrow uh lipo um yeah because you know you want to be skinny yeah, and yeah, thin, yeah right yeah yeah oh my god i read somewhere that girls in korea were getting botox into their calves because they don't want their like legs to look muscular at all so they put Botox like, into their cast to freeze the muscles so they don't get any whoa. muscles. And I was like, what the fuck? Literally look like Barbie And into legs. their traps too. Oh, So really? your traps are like... Actually, I've heard the straight. traps one. But That's wild. I mean, honestly, like I kind of have tight traps. So like there's actually a therapeutic, potentially a therapeutic reason sometimes to like, you know, do that yeah. there. But um, but I, yeah, I'm surprised about that. I think, aesthetic reasons. I think you're being oh, too may- nice. Maybe it makes your neck slim. Is that why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I think you're too yeah. nice saying there's a therapeutic reason for this no, shit. No, 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 valid. No, I mean, okay. I can see it. You hold stress on your shoulders. Well, people oh, isn't it. there like physio ways to get through that? Yeah, but it depends on how bad it is, right? Oh, like, that's like true. On the extreme end, 
like masseters are common for jaw clenching. Yeah. Like, like some oh. people have what's it called? Like TMJ. The, TMJ, yeah. It's oh, a real thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of people um, have that issue, and it's to the point where uh, they're doing it in their sleep. Uh, so, like physiotherapy, sometimes isn't able to kind of capture that because uh-huh. you're doing it involuntarily. At yeah, that yeah, point. yeah. Same thing with your shoulders. Like you're keeping a lot of stress in there. That I guess, yeah, that would definitely make sense. Yeah. Damn. As well, would you ever do plastic surgery? Um, or are you the type of person who thinks more like if you can fix it with like physio, for example, you'd probably take that route. I first. mean, if I was a burn victim, I would. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I would. I would. If I was uh, yeah. a burn victim, I'd probably be like, you know what? I've I've had enough life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still want to live. I mean, it, there's a yeah. certain degree. Like, like I don't think I'd ever get a hair transplant. Like, if I started go balding, I would just shave it. Oh really? Yeah, I, I think I'd just think. be like, fuck it. I'm completely open for a hair transplant. Oh like, really? Yeah, no, like uh, a I couple of guys have talked about it. Like, screw it, let's go to uh, where? Where do you go to get like turkey? I think. I yeah, mean, I think get, it was like, turkey that I read. Make it a whole boys trip, you know? Like we're all let's all get some hair. Yeah, at the mid thirties boys trip, and we're wondering why we're going turkey, and well, now you know why. Uh, could you pick the color? I wonder. Uh, good question. No, they. they I think they, they take it from like a different part of your oh, head. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. I just see. move it to the I front. See. Yeah, but could you take it from someone else? Ooh, no, because no. your body won't. It'll reject it, mm. or it'll like, or it'll have more trouble. Like, yeah, 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 it. yeah, yeah. Your best bet is on your own body. Yeah. yeah so like pube hair all the way up to there, kind of thing. Oh God, that would be. Th- <laughs> Can you I, I imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, just really curly. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I only have a, I have a really low budget, doctor. Like, you have to give me like something cheaper. <laughs> you can do your balls. <laughs> well, I just imagine like um, people with like naturally very curly like oh, hair and stuff. Back with a perm. <laughs> like, why the perm? <laughs> it looks so good. On I have you. to perm this one section of my head every year. Okay. <laughs> uh, that'd be yeah. No, I think those would be the only cases. I don't think I would get. I mean, I we do have a mutual friend who they were going under the knife for some other stuff, and they also got plastic surgery on their nose. But it's I think like they, a three in one deal type of thing. Yeah, like no, they were doing something else in the area, so then they're like, "Oh, I'm just gonna pay more to just also make mm. my nose oh, do I perfect." Know this uh, I don't think you know. I know mm. me and I know yeah. one thing actually that I would love to get is um, fixing like so. I have trouble breathing through my nose. And oh, there's a good yeah, chance yeah. I have that thing where deviated uh, septum. Yeah, deviated yeah, septum. Yeah. Where like, I, I I swear to God, I haven't tr- obviously confirmed this to my doctor, so he'd have to confirm it first. But yeah. but that I would feel like help me. That I feel like, like at that me. point, I, I okay, I guess there's the connotation of plastic surgery because that would still fall under plastic surgery. But yeah, to yeah. me, that's like a necessary human thing, right? Like you need so to you're breathe thinking through your nose. things just for aesthetic reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're, oh, okay. Yeah, so for me, like for aesthetics... Cosmetic surgery. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. For cosmetic surgery, I probably wouldn't, but... Same. I, actually, I would do my hair. I would do my hair for sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I'm not opposed to hair at all. Okay, uh, okay. I think hair, like, definitely keeps you on the, the board and when it comes to, like, being in your mid-30s as a professional, like, I, it matters sometimes. Like, mm. I, I know that a lot of guys can just rock the bald look. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that too, but, like, if I have the funds and the access to do it, like, running over to Turkey and get it done like why not you know mm, like, like it's like we live in a, such a modern age where this is so accessible to everybody just do it I, assuming you have the funds and it's within yeah. the budget right yeah but that's why i'd rather do it in turkey and not here yeah i just feel like uh, a confident bald man is just so powerful like hitman yeah. mm-hmm. or like if, or if like dom like, toretto my head shape is weird it's just like it's ah, kind of like see. a little bumpy in certain areas yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's more oval yeah. i don't know if that's better for baldness but i kind of have like a bigger forehead too yeah so like i know this 
it would look like alien like the way like my bald head yeah maybe. maybe i don't know i've never tried it so like and i've but i've tried the apps you know that yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm like bro like, it's not gonna be good you know <laughs> yeah if i was I balding i'd also do it yeah. I, I feel like i feel like i look good balding like if what? i was bald balding? on top and hair because you don't care that much about your hair so it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, i feel like i would look it's like dude, a part of your brand too. Yeah, dude yeah if i went balding i think no one would like Bad and I about it. Logan? Yeah. 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 That's, mean, that's I think you. you were bald at one point, weren't you? Or buzz cut? No, I, I buzz cut. I mean, yeah. I cut my hair usually pretty short. So. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's not far off. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. another inch, you know? Like, I, I've had buzz cut before, and I felt like it didn't look terrible. It was just like mm-hmm. short hair kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. on that note, like your burn victim thing, if I ever got injured in a way that I could actually cure it and make it look normal through plastic surgery, I probably would do that too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that shit is. Like, it just looks so tough. Like, the before and after, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe you guys did that, right? Yeah. Just the amount of... Uh, well, modern-day technology, man. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, it'd be cool if they could grow, like, skin grafts. You know what I mean? Like, grow it on the back of a pig and cut I it off. I think they could. Yeah, I think they use but fish now. It'll be more expensive, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, they can do crazy stuff nowadays. Stem cells are crazy. Dude, too. that's what I'm most excited for. I'm so excited, like... I want to be at a point in my life where I can just go down to like Tijuana and stuff and just do it, right? Like have the accessibility to just do it. Or like I hope our country is open to it so then I don't have to go down. But if I have to, I wish I had the funds to be able to go down there. Because mm-hmm. it's more more available in Central America, right? Mm-hmm. Than, than here. So like, I know we're talking about cosmetic <laughs> surgery, but like how far down the rabbit hole would you be able to like go without feeling like unethical like um an example could be like have you heard of gene editing in the yeah and it's like it's all the rage or crispr and, yeah or, or just like but they're getting to the point where like um they're even doing it for just designer reasons uh-huh. of like you know i just kind of want blue eyes on my baby and and then, like as, a, as an right. example and then they'll just kind of like make it happen that's that's for your your child not you right yeah it would yeah, be for yourself yeah. but uh, like it's, but then like getting to that point of like you know yeah i'm really changing key features of your entire dna I'm I'm all in for that, dude. I'm gonna make a LeBron James kid. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Like, if you weren't so like cosmetic surgery is not far off. It's it's, it's not touching the genetics or anything. But doing like, it before. But yeah, but then it's like, I feel like it's it's a contradictory to say like I'm you'd, you'd be more cool with gene editing, but not for certain styles of cosmetic surgery. So at that point, it wouldn't be it wouldn't even be fake anymore. You know what I mean? At the point when you already gene edit, you you're not even faking anything. Right? Like it's part you're of playing you. God. Like you're you're literally playing God with the child. Whereas like cosmetic surgery, you're kind of like faking a look, right? A, a, a desired look or something like that, right? But I feel like at gene editing, if they get to the point where they can do it and they can do it reliably, oh dude, I'm I'm so in. I mean like, yeah, not to be mean, but like if I knew my kid was on the spectrum and I could edit that stuff out before he was born, I'd be like. Let's do it, right? Like, it, it just helps everyone. I, I mean, I'm not saying people on the spectrum are bad, but I'm just saying, like, hey. But if you, you could avoid it, like, yeah, you know, have, yeah. Like, yeah. control, like, create some stability in your child. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. Or, like, if if my kid can have some type of genetics where they, like, heal faster, I'm like, yeah, like, there's no, yeah. I feel like there's almost no downside to, to some of these, right? I can see some downsides, too. Well, right? the heal faster would be, like, cancer, right? It'll cause cancer yeah. okay. and shit. <laughs> well, my, my, only, my only thing, too, would be, like, um, did that, it, and this is probably okay, um, but does that make the benchmark for like the average human being yeah. higher? I mean, um, you'll you have classes of, of, of citizens now, right? Yeah. You have like, like certain people are, we're just able to afford like a better quality body yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and brain probably too. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, but it's like, just cause the uh, technology is available and just cause other people can't afford it, can't do it. doesn't mean you shouldn't, you know what I mean? It's, it's just like, 
sometimes i hear the argument where it's like oh you're so privileged you get to school i was like just because i can afford it or just because my family can afford me to go to school it doesn't mean i shouldn't just because other families can't afford them right i should still try to do what's best for me um right it's like it's not it's just just because i'm doing the best for me doesn't mean i'm looking down upon other people but it's just life right yeah. like like you just fucking have bad cards dealt but at least this time you can fix the cards you get dealt right mm-hmm. it's more, it, i mean it's slight it's a slightly more capitalistic mindset yeah sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but i'm naturally capitalistic so i don't argue Dude, against that but i feel but, like it could be super communist like everyone looks the fucking same i mean <laughs> yeah if everyone had equal access to it yeah, yeah. Good. but then oh, that's, that's where I, what i'm saying like then the benchmark yeah, suddenly yeah. is like way higher yeah because then everyone would take it you know yeah, yeah, yeah they'd yeah. all be on the same playing field but like it's not even a good thing because like i mean i actually feel like there it'll never be on the same benchmark or whatever like there will always be a price yeah. or always be something to do yeah or something you have to do in order to get a certain quality or trait in your child and not everyone will be able yeah. to do that it's like yeah. you well, want here, the premium here in North america for sure yeah. yeah but i guess like the, the the example could be like um a truly com I, don't, I know this doesn't necessarily exist right now but like a true communist country could just be like everyone has access to this because we'll fund it you know like yeah. the government's like we want our citizens or whatever to all have access to just like basic uh gene editing to make sure that we don't have an autistic uh, yeah, population because yeah. we want to remove that for whatever reason like let's say they yeah. happen to want to push that right yeah not saying that that's like good or bad but um even just any disease though it's yeah, like, yeah, like some cancer some free yeah so the bare minimum let's call it call it a human right at this like hypothetically for this government to uh to say we don't want cancer ever occurring in our population yeah so we're gonna offer everyone cancer-free gene editing if it occurs right yeah i mean i feel like example. it's it's inevitable like the moment they figured out crispr i felt like it was a inevitability yeah. it yeah. was just uh not a it's not a what it's a when kind of thing Can you imagine if one day you meet someone and they're like oh yeah i have cancer and you're like oh yeah you're definitely not albanian then <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> or do they just check what year you're born? They're like, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> anyone born after this year is uh, rid of all cancer, AIDS, all these other things. We can't afford anyone past that. Yeah. At one point, if you're using CRISPR to change all these traits, at one point, would they not really be your child anymore? I feel like yeah. you're changing so okay. many parts of their genetic. So th- I feel like, like the- instantly make them black skinned. There's some like se- sentimentality <laughs> to it, though. I mean, black skinned a bad. A- quote unquote bad thing right because it's like, like you for some yeah because like you you absorb less less vitamin d through the sun if you have darker skin with your with your melon right mm-hmm. so it's actually a na- i mean i'm not saying choose your words carefully yeah, yeah. i regret yeah. saying my real name on right now <laughs> <laughs> wait what, what are we what are we talking about just right before that it was uh crisper fuck i i forgot my point i was gonna say right before that you're too worried about getting canceled. About the yeah, I was way too worried about getting canceled. <laughs> okay, yeah, dark skin. If you gave your... No, right right before that. CRISPR oh, uh, making it No, no, no. Um, if it's your child or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the sentimentality, right? Like, like yeah. I could have grown up as an orphan, but with like a foster parents, and those would have been my parents, and I would have accepted that as my, my parents, right? It wasn't the fact that they were my genes or not. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that they like raised me. It's how I feel because I'm mm-hmm. very open to like adoption. So I'm like... Mm-hmm. I'm, because I'm very open to that, I feel like it's not the genetics that make it, it's like the experience you have yeah. with the child. Although right? th- that might be your take as a as like a hypothetical yeah. parent, but like what if they get bullied for not being themselves? Like in mm. sense, like it's like maybe that's the whole thing in yeah, the future yeah, yeah. where it's like yeah. if your kid doesn't have authentic genes, it's like, oh you're fake, you're a fake human. Mm. I don't know. I feel like what well, you're subpar. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just all these kids on like um taking their 
like DNA data and comparing them. Be like, oh man, you're shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I let's take a twenty three and me. Let's see how far you can run with those original genes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, crazy now. <laughs> the craziest thing is that if they do do that, they could measure your potential. Yeah, and then they could like train you based off your potential like you know this is the this person has the potential to be the next Connor mcdavid so we're going to give more attention to him compared to this other kid who has lower potential in that skill can you imagine the underdog stories oh Oh, yeah those rap songs would be crazier (laughs) i mean that's the nice thing about what's now is the is the fact that you don't know about the potential right like the potential is so hard to know yeah so it's like everyone wants to try as hard as they can which is the it's a human element actually like it's it's like you have this hope so you work harder for it yeah it's very like romantic Romantic human, yeah, yeah. Part it, it would of it, be right? shitty to get rid of that, and yeah, and we're getting there. But like, yeah, it'd be really shitty to get rid of that and be able to quantify like everything about being a human. Yeah, like how far this guy can go. He literally cannot go further than this. So you know, yeah, yeah. Like you don't prioritize this person at school or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm I'm actually pretty excited because uh, I just downloaded my DNA data, like my my genome sequencing, and then from I'm where? from uh, Ancestry in me, I think, or mm. Ancestry one. So like, I I did this all, like I think. It was right before COVID or during COVID. I did the test. Uh-huh. I think it was before. And then obviously he said like, yo, you're 99% Asian. I was like, great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like the whole reason I did it was to grab, because you could also download the DNA. G- the No, the genome. But then those sites won't tell you what those genome means. You have to send it to another thing and then they'll actually analyze it and tell you like, oh, you're more prone to diabetes or, you know, you're more prone to this or you're less prone to this. Right, so uh, I just downloaded it again because I haven't looked at it in a while and then I'm actually going to... Because before, if you were to send it, you had to pay money. And back then I was a student. But now I'm like, okay, I'm willing to pay money to actually like kind of see see this stuff out. I mean, the, the Ancestry site has gotten better. So I'm not 99% Chinese now. I'm like... 80% and then 20% Vietnamese, which is what I actually am. Like okay. that's that's about the right ratio of what I am. Mm-hmm. Looking at my four grandparents, that's about right. It's tough because I feel like the more ghetto the type of Asian you are, like <laughs> like the more the less there is about you. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think recently they've just updated that stuff. Yeah. Like they used to say like everyone from Asia, even if you're Southeast Asia, is just Asian, right? You're just in the Southeast Asian blanket. But yeah, now yeah. they've actually started to differentiate fine, and yeah. stuff. So it, it, it takes more people doing it too. So like <clears throat> yeah, time yeah. is only... It's the main thing here. Yeah, exactly. Have you guys, have you also tried to um, test out your DNA? No. So what happened was like, I bought it for like during a Black Friday sale, yeah. but then a Secret Santa event came up. <laughs> so then I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. I'm giving it out for Secret Santa. And I was going to pick, I, I was one of the last ones to pick. So I, I actually picked that gift because, you know, like nothing else good was on the table. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll just take this 23andMe present to myself. Yeah. I'm happy because I was going to do it anyways. And then it got stolen from me. Because, you know, we were playing that Secret Santa game where it got stolen. Like, you can steal the gifts and whatnot. So I do that every fucking year. Every year for White Elephant, I buy something I want, <laughs> and then I just take it. Oh, <laughs> and, no. But I have to be very specific. I have to buy something that only I want. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> so I then I'm guaranteed my own gift. I mean, I feel like most of the gifts I don't really want. I feel like I got screwed over so many years where I got a gift I completely didn't want. And I was like, well, ever since then, I'm like, no more. No, I'm getting something I guarantee like, and no one else will like. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get this fucking tire iron or something, or <laughs> like this wrench thing. set or yeah. something, and no one else wants it. <laughs> uh, all right, Aaron, how's, how's your week, man? Uh, it's been good. Actually, like, a lot has gone on since the last time I've been here, I think. I mean. I've talked about it before. Yeah. Um. So, oh, yeah. So, one thing is, like, I'm actually training now for to do a half marathon. Wow. Next year. Uh, I'm not a runner by any means, so like I'm dying every week 
Uh, yeah. But I'm doing it. I'm trying, you know. Um, obviously, I'll have to update on, like, how well I even do. But, like, you know, next time I'm around. But um, I, one thing. I think I trained for that. Yeah, like in stopped, March right? for like a month and I stopped because I quit like it was a marathon for my work and oh. then I switched jobs so I was like I'm not oh. doing this anymore okay. yeah. yeah I know this wasn't this is just like a regular casual marathon um, it's in Vancouver but like uh, I figured it'd be good to kind of go out and try my best at it I, he- I heard half marathons are like pretty casual like yeah. no one can mostly do them You yeah. if you don't train you'll just feel like you're dying most of the time but yeah, yeah. you know if you can run through the pain you're good enough Oh, dude, what what training have you been doing? Just running, like, just running, dude. I've a I've a week. <laughs> no, I've been doing <laughs> I've been doing a lot of like zone two training and stuff. Oh, okay, I'm not that intense with it yet. Uh, uh, I just have to keep up to the point where like I'm not feeling as painful the next day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. just kind of uh, slowly getting into it. But I think further along into like early spring, I'll probably start doing like very specific. Dude, there are whole books on this shit, man. Yeah, yeah, they're like. Like well, there's apps that were recommended to me, like the Nike Run app and the Adidas uh, Run app. They have like these like vocal coaches that'll like talk you through like pacing yeah. yourself and yeah, yeah, like yeah. controlling pace. Yeah. Because like I think that's the big one that a lot of people yeah. who are like newer to running, um, they're, they they get impatient, so they either like speed up early on, yeah. and they can't hold that pace, so then they like die out later down the road. And mm-hmm. when you got like ten to twenty kilometers of running like to go, yeah, like your energy like maintenance and your ability to pace yourself through the whole thing is really hard right Dude, um you should re- i don't know i i personally would recommend look up zone two training and it's it's so nice because it's like a, a training that doesn't hurt like there's no pain and it's yeah. like very apparently it works no really pain. well what kind of training has no pain so okay this zone two training is it's a theory but apparently a uh, not theory it's it's been like proven in studies and um a gq article on it yeah so it's like if you're lower on your okay so pretty much the whole premise is that they check your lactase level so seeing if you're generating lactic acid or not and you're below a certain amount i think it's 1.0 millimole per whatever um both it's really scientific yeah and then you train at that level then you like to not build lactic acid yeah and so then you, and oh. then that will increase all your zones above zone two so like zone five is max effort and yeah. zone two is like only a little bit above resting. It's like, you it's not much. You push zone two up, all the other zones kind of improve. Yes, yes. Okay. So then zone two training from what a lot of the experts kind of say as an anecdote is you're running, but you're not swaying too much. You can talk on the phone with someone and they'll know you're running, but you can keep a conversation with them. Oh, like okay. that's the pace they kind of, rec- it's, it's like they oh, have okay, to make okay, something okay. anecdotal because no one's going to like, measure their lactase every like 30 seconds Mm. while they're running right because that's not really feasible for the problem is like okay so like the every time i go running um the buddies i run with they're like oh let's go at a conversational pace yeah and like that's like my hardest pace that's (laughs) gotta be like my zone four or something yeah yeah, and 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 they're like clearly zone two just having a conversation about their week yeah and stuff that's going on with them and i'm like just barely able to keep by Uh, so so i'm i'm trying to push myself a little bit more to kind of make that more comfortable yeah of like just the most standard very slow pace running and being able to do that if i can, once i can get a handle of that that'll i'll call that my zone two yeah i'm thinking because now yeah. you're telling me about the zone two stuff yeah and, no but uh, it's, it's right whatever your friends are doing is actually very beneficial and I, i've just read like a lot of people who do, do like marathon running and stuff or any like endurance racing they that's that's what they kind of do yeah it's so, just that like if i don't run with people i just don't run at all <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> so that's true. why it's like okay well i gotta catch up yeah. first and then and then i think the rules are usually you want to train zone two at like eight eighty 80 percent of the time and then 20 percent of the time you want to train zone five 
So 20% of the time you want to go max effort okay. and then 80% of the time. So if like if you train five days a week, then it's like it's a four one split. If it's only four days a week, then it's kind of like a three one split, right? But yeah. I'll definitely look into that. Dude, that shit's, I don't know. It's just nice because it's like, you're not in pain after you're running and you I'm feel really good. I'm really into the science-based stuff. Like, yeah. it, the moment I hear, like, lactic acid and the ability to fucking, like, get, yeah. like work only at that effort level and yeah. and all this, like, benefits from a scientific perspective, then I'm really into that. Yeah. Like, I like the idea of, like, and I don't always do this, but, like, the concept of, like, min-maxing your life is... Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love doing that. Love Even though sometimes it's not right, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can't sit here and like optimize every aspect of your life. Like that's just no fun. But if, but some people like myself, I some things like, I kind of find fun in certain aspects of it. Yeah, know? like if I can try and optimize something. Yeah, it helps. Like you can't min max any relationships. Yeah, that one no. Like, like <laughs> there's not, no, don't there's try no and find way. efficiency in yeah, your yeah, friendships. Yeah, like, yeah that there's shit no is way. So weird. Yeah, but like I mean, it just turns out to be weird. Like it, you might have good intentions. How would you even? How would that even work? Well, there's some people out here I can't who even like that. like they'll meet someone for the, with intentions of like maybe getting some. I don't know. Or it's 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 mostly I think with raw um incorrect expectations or assumptions. Yeah. So it's like for example, me and you would be like. Okay, for our relationships to grow, we have to do as many activities while we're hanging yeah, out. Yeah, it's like, and then you just mid max hanging out yeah. and doing activities where it's forced. It, yeah, when reality, just sitting and doing nothing yeah, might be the vibe. best, yeah. best for the relationship, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. But then, yeah, that's how I would assume like yeah. min maxing a relationship would be, and that's yeah. terrible. And, and like dating too, like they'll, they'll yeah. put like metrics on to date, and I get it. It, like I've heard about it really commonly in New in like New York, for example, where like the city's churning like people all the time. Like there's so many people there, and like when it comes to dating, you, you got put in your numbers for the most part, so they start thinking of it like that, and then yeah. that's where it's like you know I don't know if that's necessarily the right approach, but I'm sure that people find success like at some point, but yeah. then it's like it becomes a whole like chore, right, or another thing that you're trying to optimize, and I feel like mm. when it comes to like at least dating, it doesn't feel like that's the approach, oh. but. I agree. I've told a friend that before that I was really into like dating a bunch to try and find their love of their life. And I was just like, you know, if you play the game, you're always going to be in the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. There was um, there's that one girl where I think there was a whole article written on her where she uh, she didn't have to pay for food because she kept going on dates. Oh my <laughs> God. Shit. I was like, dude, that's kind of smart, but kind of shady, too. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. But she said, like, the cost of living is getting yeah. too high. <laughs> she said 75% of the time she didn't pay for food, but the other, like, 25%, they'll split the bill and stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. like, if they offer to pay for the her food, then she'll just accept it kind of thing. Yeah. But if they don't, then they just split the bill. Do you have a whole stance on, like, the uh, who pays on the first date type of thing? Uh, yeah, I think it should be split. You know, if women want that many rights, then... <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess they gotta take the responsibility with it. See, that's like so. I mean, I I get it why some guys or a lot of guys nowadays have have that mindset. Yeah, right? but like, um, it, it doesn't help them when it comes to dating, unfortunately. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like, you know, I I think I think I think it's more of like uh, my take on it is has always just been like whoever asks who out, and it just like in this society happens to be guys who ask girls out more often. So like, you're kind of inviting someone to like you know do something or right. like either be your guest. So unless you're, unless you've specified like a platonic friendship or something, if you're inviting someone to, to come and romantically, like, you know, talk to me, like in a sense, right. Then right. Are they kind of your guests and you're like hosting them in a sense for that date. And then if they want to reciprocate on the next date, 
they would invite you back out next time. And that's, if they don't, then it is what it is. That's very chivalrous. I think... Uh... No, 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 But see, a chivalrous would say, like, guys should always be... Oh, yeah, okay. No, this Fair. is just saying, like, you know, for, uh, even to, between colleagues, like, guy to guy, it's like, hey, I, I want to bring you out to coffee, man. Like, let's, let's go have a chat. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen you in a while. Right. Uh, I definitely would pay for that guy's coffee. Oh, I see, um, I see. Because we're out to get coffee, and I'm I'm the one who told them. The other, the, like, maybe a couple months ago, I haven't seen a friend in a while. He brought me out to coffee. Right. Uh, or just over, like, lunch. Uh, lunch coffee, I guess, and and he got the bill because he's like, hey, I brought you out. I wanted to have a chat with you. I mm. wanted your time. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, so, uh, so that like, sounds very business-like too, though. No, yeah. yeah, I get it, but like also, it's more just like mannerisms of like, yeah. But 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 like, yeah, growing up, I was definitely like a half-half guy. I think my mindset shifted more around like within the last decade. Uh, okay, so from my experience, um, and this was before Joyce, uh, it was. If we connected, I would pay because it was like, oh, we're going to go out next time too, right? And then usually if we connected, we have the same values and then they would pay for the next time. And so I was like, whatever, it's a wash. I don't really care, right? And then if I was like, oh man, this is a one and done. I was like, let's just split this and we'll be, you know, off our separate ways. That's that's that, that, that's usually mine. So it's, it's yeah, either yeah, I'm yeah. paying or we're splitting. Yeah, but but if we're splitting, it's probably not going to happen. Like You didn't expect like a, a second date. Yeah, is that yeah, what you're saying? yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. if if it's like, oh, hey, you know what? I thought we vibed really well. It was a good, it was a good chat and stuff. Like, I'll pay for this one. And for the most part, it's like, oh yeah, they'll they'll want to pay for the next one. So yeah. I'll be like, okay, we'll just balance it, yeah. kind of thing. I or- I kind of stand on that same line too. That like, okay, regardless of kind of who asked who out, if either party enjoys it, then I feel like e- either party should want to pay yeah. for both or like offer to pay for i mean it's definitely nice to have like intention from the other person to to want to contribute right so and like if i would i would split the bill if i felt like oh yeah this is probably not gonna go anywhere okay you pay for your half i pay for my half (laughs) it's fair and we'll be on our own ways yeah but i think that if i was on a first date as a girl if the guy offered to pay and ended up paying then i would feel more like you feel guilty. Taken care of. Oh, okay. No, if if it felt nice yeah, yeah. and like we clicked on everything and the guy offered to pay, I would still offer to pay too because yeah, I yeah. think that like, oh, if I also enjoyed it, I, I wouldn't mind paying too. Yeah, yeah. But I think if the guy ended up taking care of the bill, then I would feel like it's being a gentleman of sorts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I would also offer to pay for the next time that we go. Or right. if I'd be like, oh, you want to go get dessert and then I'll pay for the dessert. Yeah, yeah. That's, like that's that. actually usually what I end up doing. We like do a double meal thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. And a lot of it just go with the flow type of thing too, right? It's yeah. Like, a lot of these conversations ideally just come out naturally. Otherwise, like, I think it, I think it becomes odd if people make it a thing. I think that's where it's like, so, so on, the, on the opposite end, it's like if yeah. you're the guy and you refuse to not let the girl pay, like she's like really, like she's really adamant on paying or something. And, and, and she, more than three to four times, she's like, no, no, no I really want to split it. And then you're the guy who wants to pay. Like, don't be that weird guy that says, no, no, absolutely yeah, I like I have to be the one to pay for my own personal chivalrous reasons. Yeah, yeah. Like that that part gets weird too on that extreme. I mean, I'm just flipping it a little bit because, yeah. um, you know, being the guy who, who who strictly goes half. Yeah. Um, can be the same level of weirdness too, right? Like in terms of. Like, yeah. Extremes. Well, I feel like it it builds so much on the relationship. Like now, like back then, I would always want to like split and stuff. But if someone like pays for me i just feel so much more grateful and it builds on the yeah. on the on the relationship but like, okay that's why i like paying yeah uh, with, it's like, with like even friends and stuff it's yeah. like i want to i want to have uh more hangouts more often yeah so yeah, yeah let me get you this time yeah yeah um, and then they'll grab you next time and it, just, yeah, yeah. it, it gives you like an excuse to hang out next time be like oh hey you want to grab dinner again and yeah, then, yeah yeah you just go out right because especially nowadays it's, it's hard to like keep on like 
like having recurring connections with people, you know, like yeah. people got a lot of busy lives and, and we're all kind of, at least like with a lot of my friends, um, we all do like kind of different enough things with our own careers and, and personal life and hobbies yeah. that like, you know, um, even though we're different people now, uh, we still really want to reconnect sometimes over a coffee or lunch. Right. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that will get us together is the thing is like things like that because, and, because of similar, because our hobbies are just a little bit different. Right? Yeah. And, and podcasting. <laughs> and podcasting. And podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Podcasting, yeah. That's I think right. that me naturally as a person, I like to provide if I can. Yeah. In a way. Like if I can pay for it, if I can pay for like pretty much all the meals when I ever go out to friends, I wouldn't mind. Oh, by all means. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so guilty. If, you, if you're financially able to. Yeah. If I'm financially <laughs> like, able to, I would do it every single time. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Viv always wants to buy me shit and stuff. I was like, no, stop it. <laughs> I just but maybe that's also love languages thing. I don't know. Oh, true. It could like be gift giving and gift receiving. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. that. Uh, wait. What else happened with you since last time or this last week or whatever? Um, you said half marathon. Yeah, I got back from Italy, so that that was one thing. Mm. We were we'll uh, we'll we'll dive down in that. Yeah. A bit more. Um, I have okay. Um, I had a couple of things I wanted to say. What have I done? The last year since I've been here, right? I mean, yeah, anything's interesting. I mean, you don't really know about our lives too much, too, but... I mean, I'd love to hear some of yours. I've switched jobs since the last time I met you. I think, like, twice already. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think when, the last time we met, I think I was working on the East Train. Mm-hmm. And, that, and then I went to the West Train, and then now I'm at uh, Oil & Gas Consulting Company. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Are you a consultant or just on the doer end, like, implementation type stuff? Uh, No, I'm a... I mean, the company's the consult like as in i work as a mechanical engineer okay. for for their projects kind right, of thing right, right? Okay. so so like whatever equipment there is I do requisitions i look over the stuff i i finally got my stamp i don't know if you see it right yeah, here. yeah wow uh so yeah i finally got that in the last month so it's a it's kind of like a achievement so it's just any document that needs to be oh it's stamped. like oh it's like alvin lee certified engineer <laughs> yeah so like specific things by law needs to be stamped yeah um, oh it's kind of like the lawyer stamp you know yeah like, yeah, uh, yeah the one with the um the wax oh those, like a seal yeah those are legit like oh. legal things i mean these are too but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But I mean, that one has a, a wax and a fuck. I wish I had that. Yeah. Not cool enough. No, I swear to God, like, <laughs> like law is so gatekept. It's like yeah. crazy. It's yeah. like, cause I, I've worked with lawyers, lawyers before. Um, a couple of years back, I worked in legal tech and operations. Yeah. Um, maybe like five years, six years ago. Um, actually, I don't want to talk too bad about it because it's not really. They're, they're good people. Don't get me wrong. Um, but but I just the whole legal industry, like getting into it, like as a student and and trying to practice law and like the the whole big law, like um, like frat in a sense. Yeah, uh, it's a whole thing. It's like gatekeepers and paywalls and shit, and just well, you well, have to you, be a I certain mean, status. First, that, first thing is you gotta pass the bar and do the yeah. whole law school thing, yeah. right? So, but then but then like when it actually kind of like reflected on a lot of the work, um, I feel like it wasn't. Like, yes, you need a body of knowledge to practice law. I don't know if you necessarily needed to do all of that, like, um, level of education in detail. Yeah. Like, but but I get why it has to be gatekept, though. Um, I, I mean, I feel you. Like, accounting the same way, man. Like, I feel like, the same way about accounting is, like, like they kind of gatekeep it through the CPA. Yeah. Um, but, like, I would argue that that body of knowledge is not that yeah. bad. Like, you could probably be pretty qualified to do most accounting things like from a knowledge perspective, but still won't be able to, if you don't get your designation. I mean, hot take. And I don't think I'll get in trouble for saying this, but I think most professionals are like that. Like 
a lot of the stuff I do, I know a mechanical engineering technologist could probably do like 80% of what I do. Yeah. Um, a paralegal can probably do 80 to 90% of yes. what a lawyer does. Um, but, but the thing is they're not allowed to yes. do the last bit yeah. because they need that gate kept. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't want to say it's all because of gatekeeping. Yeah. Uh, there is a level of niche specified like subject matter expert knowledge, but I don't know if necessarily you need to be a lawyer to have that body of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, especially with mean. new topics coming up nowadays. It's like AI and ethics and stuff like that. Those are just brand new. Like, no one's even touched those topics before. So, I mean, even the law schools aren't teaching it yet. Or I, probably just tapping into it, right? I mean, here's a... Okay, no, like, I already know the answer. But it is kind of interesting because when AI does get really into it, um, if AI designs something or say something is right or not and it turns out to be wrong, obviously we can't allow that to go through. Like for me, I would have to stamp. So I have to go through all that stuff before I even allow that. But I'm actually curious. Cause like at some point they're going to rely on that more and more. And I wonder how like blame or not blame, but like, you know, but see, that's why the that, waiting I think is. That is the biggest reason why professions like this are gatekept yeah. or, um, because the, the reason why you, uh, why a lawyer gets paid the big bucks or an yeah. accountant gets paid the big bucks or a consultant yeah. or someone who's a subject matter expert gets paid the big bucks is because they hold accountability. Yeah. So like if the project goes bad or if this contract goes haywire, yeah. you go back to your lawyer and say, what's up? Like you messed this up because yeah, yeah. you approved it, right? You yeah. reviewed it and approved it. Uh, yeah. and, and, and that's why you pay them big money because they're, they're able to be accountable. Yeah. Uh, if, the, if, if something goes wrong, you know? That's true. That's true. But uh, but outside of accountability, it's like, you know, knowledge There's no other base, reason. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Knowledge base is probably not the reason why these things are so hard to get into. Yeah. It's, it's not because they know more than you. It's literally just because. It's, it's really because they're willing to be accountable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their name's on that. Yeah. Their name's on that. And, and they have confidence because of their education, I guess. Right? Oh, dude. So like, that helps, but, I'm not sure about in the law industry, and I'm not going to bash my industry too hard, but like. There is a lot of liability shifting in a lot of projects and well, stuff. All the time. Like, yeah. I it's mean, like we pay literally tens of thousands of dollars just to not take liability for something. Yeah. yeah. It's that's, fucking ridiculous. That's, a, that's the reason why you hire consulting companies though, so that you can shift liability to the consulting companies. Yeah. yeah. It's like CEOs will like uh, bring in management consulting companies and they'll be like, yeah, Deloitte told us to do this. So like, yeah. that's why it's not my yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. Like we just told, Deloitte just told mm. us to do it. I mean, even in, <laughs> in some aspects, like probably like government jobs, they like have to, they can't even like yeah, yeah. make any decisions. They have to bring in a third party and stuff just yeah. to shift that. All right. That's cool. Uh, okay. So before we talked about your trip for me, not much going on. Taro. Oh, so my parents are gone to, um, Vietnam for a month. Mm-hmm. So Taro's a little stressed though, right now. I don't know. I, I guess that's, that's how it is for the first week and all. How does he act when he's a little bit more stressed? Yeah. So Taro just stress eats a lot more. So he'll like just eat when he normally doesn't. Like, I think this morning he woke up at five in the morning to like open get me to open the door of like the the, be- the bedroom door just to go upstairs to eat like a couple kibbles and then come back down <laughs> so he's like a really weird stress eater very very weird um anyways we had some uh dog thing going on so we had to pause it shortly uh but we're back uh Aaron, you said that you were telling us off air you had some other cool hobby yeah yeah so i mean uh i was having trouble thinking about all the things that have changed over the year but um, I recently picked up uh, DJing, like mixing music, you know, really standard stuff and landed a couple gigs over the last, over the next few months. And I had a couple like a few months back over summer. What's um, your DJ name? Yeah. Uh, so, so last time around, I, I just called myself like Wave here on, on this like podcast and I just used that alias. Damn, you um, heard it here first, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have podcast. Wave on this. <laughs> Wait, what's Which the... Is, like, kind of corny but whatever 
what's the what's the path? What's the journey to becoming a DJ and booking shows and stuff? I mean, I'm not even like at that like point yet, like because I'm very very fresh to all of this. But um, I mean, but so I I just did it for fun. But a lot yeah. of it is just going out. Like you go out and um, I just talked. I saw I talked to uh, another buddy who is really into the running these events. Yeah. They have a whole collective running like these events. They brought they've already brought out a couple big DJs, a lot of them, and they have a whole stack lineup over the fall season. Right. Um, and uh, so I just caught them at a party and some over some mutual friends and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, yeah if you just go out and meet these people, then you know. do they have to like test you out, see if you're good first? Like you bring them over, honestly, show them some like, stuff. So I was pretty honest. I was like, you know, honestly, like I, I, I can, I can throw down, but like I, I don't know if it's exactly like what you're looking for, but I, I I'd be down to you know, uh, open up at this event that you have going on here because um, buddy posted a story on Instagram saying like, hey, we have this, we're throwing an event, and if anyone wants to like throw down, then you know, just DM me or something. So right. I just, oh. just cold DM at first. Uh, just told me like you know what kind of music would you play like didn't really do a, a really hard vet to be honest but um, we had some mutual friends so I think that helps kind of like you know tell that I'm not just gonna like totally screw around but yeah uh, to put in like a little bit of effort and have a good time around it so um, I just sent him my, what I would play and it was good do you um do you mix your own stuff or is it just like what's the lineup of songs I'm gonna play oh, and what's I mean, like, I have an idea of, like, the, the songs I'd like to play. And most of my mixing is, like, when it's on, when I'm at home, just, like, fucking around with music. Yeah. Um, I'm just, like, like looking at songs that are similar key, similar type of vibe. Yeah. Uh, sometimes lyrics kind of, like, mesh together well or, yeah. like, you know. Uh, and I'll just play around with those tracks um, purely for fun when I'm at home. But then, like, when I'm out, like, if I were to play a full set... I'll just recall kind of the songs that go well. Usually, I, I the bunches of like three to five tracks yeah. that all kind of blend well together and and they work well when you're mixing. Yeah. And then and then after the fifth or third or fifth track or whatever, um, I kind of find a segue through the outro intro to to the next three or five tracks that I've played around with. Oh, I and see. then just kind of run with that as long as they're kind of all in the same vibe throughout the night. Yeah, uh, or throughout the the hour or whatever. Then you know that's kind of how I'll run it. Oh, very sick. Because sounds- like. A lot of it is just listening to music, right? Like, I think a big chunk of it... I, I have seen DJs do a lot of work on, the on like, actual, like, uh, like heavy-duty mixing with really, like, utilizing every aspect of the, of the mixer and decks. But um, I'm just more of, like, a more of the, on the curation side of thing. Like, I like to dig in and find tracks that, you know, people... Or tracks and edits of songs that, you know, I haven't had heard from people, like, do or heard from other DJs. I've gone as far as, like, just DMing other people, producers on, like, uh, Instagram and be like, hey, can I have this track? It sounds great. And a lot of these small producer, producers are just happy to give out that music because, like, they're just happy you heard it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're up-and-comers. So, they're, yeah. like, you know, they're just happy for you to play it, uh, whatever thing you're playing. And they're like, yeah, if you play it, like, record it and uh, and send it to me on TikTok or something, right? Yeah. Like, tag me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, by all means, like, I'd happy, I'd be happy to. Oh, that sounds so cool. Yeah, that sounds very, cool. yeah, very creative endeavor and stuff. Oops. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I mean, like, that's, I, I usually tell people, like, at the bare minimum, it's, like, very little effort to, to actually, like, just throw it together, throw, throw down a set together. And most of it is learning what the deck does. Right. And then, like, at the bare minimum, like, you wouldn't be doing a lot, but, like, you know, if you just wanted to uh, to go intro, outro, um, or, or just go through... Uh, the middle part of a song yeah. uh, and, and transition through each track that you have chosen. Right. Like that's the bare minimum. Right. Uh, and then you can do a lot more with actually like blending songs together by key. Right. Um, you, a lot of the software will ch- 
try and pick out like the keys for a lot of these tracks like off the bat so right. it does a lot of the heavy duty work for you nowadays like you know i'm sure djs like a decade ago did a lot more work than yeah the shit that i would ever do right so it's but possible it's for you like hobby anyway so. would it be possible for you like pre-record a bunch and just go out there and just kind of play but, yeah and i mean stuff? there's djs who do that too uh, so yeah. it's, it's a big spectrum of like how much work you want to do live right but the more work you do live the more room for error and like it's just kind of embarrassing if you mess up so, yeah so, so sometimes you go in there with a little bit of like an idea of like you know these are the three to five tracks that i i know for a fact sound good together yeah and then these are another three or four tracks that sound good together and then let's yeah. just find places to stick them you know and like then, it's like if if the vibe is getting harder yeah maybe in the middle yeah. Then you'll do the three to five tracks that are harder, and like right. you won't pick like a soft. You won't go from like um, a, a harder vibe to like something that's really really soft, and it just might not. It might clash or contrast too much, but right. that's mostly song selection and less like mixing, right? Right. You just gotta feel the room and understand yeah. what to kind of throw out there. Damn, that's pretty cool. That's, that's a really sick cool. hobby. Like that's like literally performing. Like yeah. here, we're lucky. We just fucking record in this dinky basement, and then I can just upload it. But you're like yeah, recording I mean, live. Like, I don't. I don't do a lot either. Like, um, I mean, it, it builds up over time. So I, I think that I have always kind of come in with the mindset that like, like you know, I'm not really doing a whole lot. But then over time, like you know, as you get better on a certain like activity, yeah, you end up doing a lot more than like what you ever would have imagined, right? Right. right. In terms of like your capability to do it, like right. I, at the very beginning, like first couple months of of getting into mixing, it really was just like intro, outro, like you know, right. um, these songs just happen to go well, neck like front to back. That's uh-huh. it. But then, but then it was like, okay, now these songs actually sound good on top of each other when I Whoa. take the vocal out of one track, and then then it's like, okay. The, like you know these these transitions sound good let's go back and forth between like certain like parts where the vocals kind of mesh up it's like you know um this song's talking about drugs this other vocal is also talking about drugs they so it sounds like the theme is kind of cool too if you kind of mm-hmm. put them together and like you know i don't know you get the idea yeah um, and, and it's a lot of digging for music too which is always a good time nice. what genre do you play or do you mix um i mean i like like a lot of so my top have been like drum and bass, uh, techno, hard techno, hard trance, um, that type of stuff. Like I like harder dance. Um, uh, a lot of the stuff that I've played uh, at, at actual events though have just been like hard trance, trance and techno though because that's like oh, what people cool. in my circle currently like. But mm-hmm. I like D&B a lot and if there was a crowd for it, you know, Ooh. D&B is actually a really good time. It's just not popular cool. I think it's like really popular in Europe actually. Yeah. Mm. But like here in North America, it's like the D and B sounds different. It's very more on the bass side, less on the drum side. Yes. Um, but in Europe, you'll have this like more on the drum side, like uh, D and B. Damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty sick. All right, we want to talk about your trip. So a little bit about traveling, a little bit of your trip. We'll just shoot the shit about that stuff. So yeah, well, not goal? just my trip, but like I actually had a really good. Um, because I went to Korea last year. Okay. So I know we were going to talk about Italy, but I, I, want, I, I want to tell you this because it was yeah. actually so... Uh, it's kind of fucked up, actually. Um, okay. But uh, we went for, to Korea for like a boys' trip. Um, okay, it was nice. Just like a, for fun, let's go and party, right? Yeah. Um, and it was during Halloween of last year. I don't know, I don't know if Ooh. you guys remember what happened over Halloween yeah, that's, last year. Yeah, that stampede thing. Yeah, it was it was fucked up. Uh, and, and so like we, we flew in that same day... Uh, um, other buddies were saying like go to Itaewon that's the place to be because we had a long flight we really wanted to wind down we went straight to Itaewon um, and and uh, it was just like a crazy time at that time because there, it was really hectic I thought they were just having a good Halloween and like you know, there's oh ambulances gosh. out uh, but the thing is I thought that was like 
like they're really like Korea's really into Halloween that way. Yeah. So like I so we saw like body bags and stuff like that, and it was it was traumatic. But it was kind of fucked up because I didn't take it seriously for a long time. Yeah. A lot, none of us did because like this is our first day out there. Yeah. And yeah. you walk into a really traumatic experience, but you don't know. Actually, no one knew. People were just whispering about like eventually people were whispering at the McDonald's and then telling us like yeah. oh like ten people died. The number was way higher at the end of it. Yeah. But like but a hundred in the end, right? Yeah. At the end, of, at the end of it, like we it was a hundred. We kept on getting emergency alerts on our phone after getting our sim cards but like uh we couldn't understand it because it was korean so we'd like be running google translate uh, images like yeah. over our our other our, our phones with the to try and make out what it is and they're basically saying like hey like something going on um there were like tons of rumors throughout the entire night of what actually happened and at the end of, at the end of it, it turned out to be like overcrowding issue yeah uh, like that's like people got trampled type of thing but like mm-hmm. you know early on it was like uh, uh first it was like someone killed somebody then it was like um gas leak yeah. and bombing and then and, and then eventually yeah and then it's like oh it was, it was a trampling thing well um, it's, it's the, the other thing is like if someone says a trampling thing and you've never been to somewhere that crowded you'd be like oh yeah like a couple of kids maybe got yeah you, you know, get it like, yeah and, and the thing is like, i can get why it would how it would occur because it's one of those things where you would be walking in the a crowd and i can see I, I i you can kind of feel the crowd kind of slowly getting like more hectic yeah but like at that point it, 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 they're becomes like a point of no return yeah uh, in the sense that like it gets so crowded that you can't even go back right like right. like you're you, you've gone into this crowd and now it's like going back at the whole journey too because yeah. you can't move right? yeah mm-hmm. uh and then i mean we didn't go as far enough to get into it but um because we actually arrived like right after like the the first couple incidents of like you know um deaths happening because that's when we started hearing about it in the, the nearby mcdonald's right but um point is it was just really messed up wait did i just Kill the whole vibe of the trip. Well, yeah. So, so that's why, like, <laughs> like I, I ended up. So I always reflect back on Korea of like, damn, like, I Loki didn't have a good time. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, cause, cause, okay, so like, Korea would be really cool, like, as a couple's trip because there's a lot of cute, like, alleyways to buy trinkets mm-hmm. and like shop and uh, stuff like that. But we're just like a, couple, a bunch of guys who wanted to go and have fun and rally at the at the nightlife districts, right? And then yeah, and then the first night. Like national tragedy. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, like worst in decades. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's crazy. The, the night that we go, and oh, and and then the worst part is, is like I'm out here like snapping my friends, and like like I I swear to God my phone's cursed now because like these like I'm snapping whole ass like body bags like being rolled into ambulances, <gasps> but I didn't know because I genuinely was like they're taking Halloween really seriously or something yeah, because yeah. Like, <gasps> yeah. like it must have been some elaborate uh you know like demonstration of of a scary thing right Did you yeah. save but those snaps? Re- no I didn't save them because like uh, that's spooky no no, no. so a, a buddy of mine had it in the gallery and, and we deleted it because mm. we're like that, that's bad juju you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. you don't want to spread that but yeah. um, but just that, just conceptually how like I look back at how like unserious we took it until like you know <laughs> we realized how many people obviously uh, how big of an issue it was yeah, that point when you realized that must have been like kind of shocking. Right? It was uh, a little bit traumatic for sure. Like we were actually a little bit shaken up at the end of the night. Um, first off, we couldn't get back because the way Asia nightlife is, or at least Korea and Japan, from my experience, has been that if once you stay out, once you go out past two or one when the train stop running, you literally can't get back until like five when the train start running again. So a lot that's why a lot of people are out till five in the mm. morning uh, when they're out like in Japan and nightlife doesn't usually start till a little bit past midnight. Whereas here it's like, you know, you're out by 10, you know, 10 PM. Yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah, in certain uh, spots in Asia where this, where like they rely on the trains that much, uh, you're out all night. 
so that you don't start the night till like after midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually at someone's house or something until then. So yeah, so anyway, so we couldn't get a cab back. It was impossible. So you're literally um, like sitting at McDonald's while there's ambulances everywhere. And yeah, well, eventually quieted it down, but like. It, they basically shut down all bars and clubs for the rest of the week out of like respect oh. for what happened, which makes yeah. sense. Like, you know, the whole country, like I, it would be weird to have like a lot of partying like the day after that occurred yeah, yeah. because that was a result of partying. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, every bar and club shut down uh, for the most part. Uh, the only ones that are open weren't foreigner. So Korea also has a thing about foreigners where they yeah, have yeah. dedicated spots for foreigners to go hang out at night. Mm-hmm. And then like, if you're not foreigner, you can't get into certain spots. So uh, we couldn't get into certain places either. And we're just like, ah, oh, man, this whole thing is like shot. Damn. But um, I'd be down to give it another shot. I Maybe not for a while, but <laughs> but because uh, it was a little bit traumatic. But yeah. that's one Imagine, thing I, I was yeah. like, man, like look, reflecting on that, that was that was crazy shit. <sighs> Crazy. The Itaewon Street is actually like surprisingly a lot smaller than people think, huh? Like the alleyway. Yeah. Compared to maybe where you're sitting, maybe or like slightly behind you. Yeah, but Wait. they have a lot of different spots that are more underrated, but like they're still pretty solid nightlife spots. Did, did anything ever anything crazy ever happen to you when you went traveling? About this tattoo in Itaewon. <laughs> no, 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 like something <laughs> crazy. So like, I don't um, have a similar story because that's freaking insane. That's insane. But do you guys remember a while back there was a story about um, this tiger zoo or sanctuary in Thailand, and there's a bunch of monks that were like preserving the dead cubs in Holy like shit. these jars and stuff, and they got shut down because yeah. they were like doing illegal shit with the tigers. <laughs> that happened. Like, as we drove by that Tiger Sanctuary, we saw, like, 30 cop cars just driving into it. Holy shit. And I had no idea what it was. My friend didn't know what it was. And then the next day, we found out that news story where it's, like, that entire thing got shut down because they were, like, harboring, like... I, they were just doing a bunch of illegal shit with the tigers and stuff. And but these are all, like, monks. What were they doing monks. with the cubs? Uh, they were, like, putting them in jars. You know but how... For what purpose? I have no idea. I have no fucking idea. But, but like, they weren't properly... I don't know. I, I don't remember all of it, but there was that whole story back then. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. I was like literally there when it, I wasn't there inside, but like I saw all the cops go in as they were doing it. Yeah, that's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. But I um, mean, that's not as crazy as your fucking trip. I'd be terrified. That's like yeah. going to like New York during 9-11 or something like that, but yeah. not as intense, obviously. I mean, not, I mean, New York during 9-11 is more intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I'm <laughs> saying like, like your trip was not as intense oh, as yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. still like a national thing, national tragedy, right? Yeah, that was messed up. It's um, like going to Fort Mac during its forest fire or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It was That's like crazy. literally the worst possible timing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, actually, ideally that would never occur, but like, you know. I mean, when we land. when we came back, or I guess, so I came back from France not too long ago, you came back from Italy not too long ago, but you yeah. you stopped through France, right? Yeah, yeah. And they had the, they have the bed bug bed infestation bug, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, we were lucky that we got back like well before any of that started yeah. popping up. I think it started popping up on our last couple of days there, but we didn't stay in Paris. We stayed outside of Paris. Okay. Uh, and we just washed all our stuff as soon as we got back. Like we, we didn't feel anything happen to us. Like our, our beds, yeah. nothing was wrong. And But we just washed everything as soon as we got home. I mean, I was supposed mm-hmm. to stay in Paris for two nights. Uh, and it was only during the beginning too. So it was like early September. So none of this was like really a thing yet. Yeah. Um. But then we, there was like a huge flight issue. WestJet like totally fucked up our layover and uh, I missed the flight, lost a night in Paris and was only able to stay there one night. But um, Paris was really cool when I was there though. Yeah. I, you know what people like uh, re- compare it to apparently is kind of like, and correct me if I'm wrong, how, how long, how much time did you spend in Paris? Like three and a half, four days. Three okay. Days. Like yeah. they, they call it the NYC of like the French NYC, I so don't know. I, like in terms of like the wacky stuff that can sometimes occur, but also uh, like it, the streets are a little bit like 
there's a stink to it like a, like the same way new york city kind of has like a, a a stink to it um like, so my like, girlfriend smelt it i thought there was nothing wrong with the smell of Paris. Okay. But apparently she said it was a little stinky near the river for her. Okay. I was like pee, right? Yeah. But they, they, they're out really late. Like I was telling this one story where, so first of all, they eat really late in Europe, right? They yeah. don't eat there until 9 PM. But when we were there, um, it's usually like apartments on the top restaurants on the bottom. And like these just, it's just a Thursday night. And these guys were drinking till like four in the morning. Yeah. And like, you can hear them cause the, you know, the apartment's mm-hmm. just above them. I was like, holy shit, man. These guys are out like really fucking late. Yeah, Paris uh-huh. is huge for nightlife. Yeah. I, I'm really sad that, like, I missed the first night because I was, there was, like, a warehouse rave that I was supposed to go to uh-huh. uh, that I had, like, I, I dug deep into the fucking social media and uh, and found out about the event because, right. like, a lot of these warehouse raves, they're, it's not as easy to find. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the production level looked insane, and but I missed my flight. So, yeah. obviously, I couldn't make it, and yeah. that was pretty unfortunate. Did you have to buy tickets in advance or anything? Or? Yeah, but they're cheap. Like, oh, these okay. are um, they're high production events, but, like, uh, these events in Europe generally aren't that expensive, not right. compared to, like, North American prices, at least. Right. Damn. Yeah, I heard about your screw up with the layover and stuff. Uh, did you guys follow anything to the? Yeah, we're working on travel insurance and stuff like that. Oh, but like it's even... tough because um, my West just did their part, right? Like they, uh, like the. So basically, what had happened is um, our, when our first flight, our first leg got delayed. Yeah. Um, and they just said our second. They they just assumed we wouldn't make our second flight, so they immediately uh, sold it to what is called a. Uh, Standby seats, that, or standby passengers. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so they, so we literally saw standby passengers walk in ahead of us and take our seats. Yeah, because they didn't think that we'd be making in time to hit the counter, but right. we did. So that was why it was really frustrating because like they just made this assumption that we wouldn't make the the the, the, the cutoff. They sold our seats to the standby passengers and told, and gave us the, the flight next morning. That's terrible. And then uh, and then we actually made it, but then they already sold the, the the seats, so they had to deny us. What was the so, like? A bunch of people were like, "Yo, what's going on? Like, this is a WestJet flight, and I'm not yeah. afraid to say that because yo, they literally are trash sometimes. Yeah. yeah, really scummy airline. But honestly, I also have a feeling that most airlines are low key scummy at, at the at the economy level. So right, like that's just capitalism, you know. Wait, what was the reason your first leg got delayed? Oh, just they're like maintenance, like general maintenance. Dude, so they're they're actually at fault for that stuff. So like I read through all this stuff because oh, my yeah. flight coming back got delayed. Okay. Um, I knew for the reason that I had that they wouldn't give me money, but they ended up giving me money. Really? They ended up giving me three hundred bucks each. Yeah, I should. Um, I should but that's what I'm saying. Fun. Like because yours, it, it it depends on the 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 delay duration. So I think beyond nine hours, you could get the whole flight back. Like, I mean, so I mean, like, it was delayed only an hour. No, no, no. But like but, but, the, the, the the time you land, yeah, yeah. if that's delayed more than like X amount of hours, yeah. they, they could, you could potentially have the case for them refunding you the whole thing. Yeah. So it for, was, it was like 24 hours. Yeah. So, so for my case, Air, I, I knew I shouldn't have got money, but Air Canada said, okay, like you, like we actually don't owe you any money because like of these rules, you actually don't get any. Cause mine was only delayed for four hours and it was for unforeseen maintenance issue which is safety related so they're like we don't technically owe you money for that but out of goodwill we'll give you $300 each and I was mm-hmm. like oh okay well, huh, might, as well might as well fucking try it right like there is a thing you, you can claim for like literally when I went to the Air Canada counter and the lady's yeah. like yeah go on the site and just file your claim like regardless if they give you money or not just try it like it takes like two seconds to file it just put your like flight number in and your name yeah. and stuff and then they'll get back to you and they, they got back to I, I like they had 30 days to get back to me they got back to me in like a week and a half which is pretty reasonable and then they said that, yeah, we don't technically owe you shit, but here's $300 for your next flight. Um, Man, yeah. I got to Karen out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Like, just really put it out there. Yeah. 
life. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be on that ASAP when I get home. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Try it out. My flight to Kelowna got canceled and it was also was with, with WestJet because of the Kelowna fires. And it was such a pain in the ass for them to refund my ticket. Yeah. And I still lost out 40 bucks. And I'm like, should I still call them and get it? Because they yeah. only refunded me half my trip at first. So they yeah. only refunded me for my departure flight. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay. I need my return flight to be also refunded. Right. And so I called them. And they said, okay, yeah, you're automatically guaranteed a full refund of your flight, obviously, right? So we'll send you an email to get things rolling and just click the link and follow the instructions on the email. So the email I got said, you're going to get a refund. Click this link if you want to process your refund. So I just clicked on the link and then the link brought me to this page on WestJet's website that said, okay, you need to call us (laughs) for further assistance. And I was like, what the fuck? This is a fucking loop. Yeah, and then every single time I called them, I was put on hold for like fucking hours and hours. And then on some days when I would try, I'd be like, okay, I don't have enough time to like keep my phone on for a couple more hours. So I would hang up, try again the next day. And then the time that I actually got in was when I sat there and waited for six hours on call to get through with them. And then the lady was like, okay, yeah, we'll process the other half of your refund. And yeah, it should be in your account (laughs) within three to five business days. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then when I came in, they gave me a receipt and I was still short 40 bucks. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't care about the 40 bucks, but it's like, okay, I didn't even it's do anything. Thing. Yeah, it's the principal. I didn't do Wait, anything to cancel this up? flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why the fuck am I missing $40 for you to cancel my flight? Yeah. <laughs> I, so I don't know. I, I have a theory. I feel like the two airlines in Canada, the major two is like a cyclical thing. Whereas like one would do really well. They'll start getting complacent and they'll go into mm-hmm. the shitter. And then at that point, the other the other airline takes advantage of that and then they'll start improving and they see that they've been complacent so they start improving and then it's just like a cyclical thing because I feel like not that long ago Wesha was really good but now yeah. I feel like Air Canada is really good yeah. but also not that long ago I felt like Air Canada was also shit yeah. like it felt like it was just it just keeps coming in cycles they're doing good and they're doing poor and they're doing good but I don't know if it's because we're stuck with only two airlines too, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's a huge one that's a huge yeah. reason Yeah, because yeah. in the States there's multiple and yeah. like they're all I feel like the competition makes them better, I assume. Yeah, I mean, but... some are just notoriously bad. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I had a bad experience with United Airlines going to New York one you time. You off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not that, but <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah. Wearing too little clothing. <laughs> yeah. Damn, yeah. I mean, I've, I, yeah, I've had some bad ones. So apparently in the States, the rules are actually worse. So in Canada, there's like certain set rules. And as soon as like there's any issues, you just go to that set rules and you just read all the stuff. Apparently in, in, in the States, they don't take any fucking responsibility. Like, nope, if you're delayed, we don't care, right? Whereas oh, here it's sucks. like, oh, if you're delayed minimum two hours, they they owe you assistance. If you're delayed, you know, six to whatever hours, they owe you this much and then et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It, it's, it's more capitalist that way, I yeah. think, because... Um, I mean, that's the only way they can have such lower prices. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, if they if they market themselves as budget airline, then yeah. they literally won't give a shit about you. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's because that's what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's You're like, true. I'm just happy to be on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the Going little. The city. It's the thing for that, this cheap. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like back then I always like wanted the best cheapest flight. But nowadays I'm like, I don't oh, know, yeah. man. I kind of want to pay for that little extra to make sure this shit doesn't happen. Comfort yeah. and security. Yeah. yeah. Or rack up the points on your cards. Like, yes. if you know how your way around travel credit cards, yeah. um, those will help a lot. Yeah. Especially if you if you travel a lot, like I'd say like for one year, get an Amex plat. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, I know it's like, so the annual fee is high on that, but yeah. the sign up bonus is normally like equivalent or higher value for right. the first year. Right. Uh, you just got to do a, a minimum spend on it. But if you're expecting a big purchase, 
throw it on the card, yeah. get those bonus points. Like um, that year, you basically get the card free. Yeah, you travel a shit ton that year. And make sure, like so you you have to yeah. time it right. You know, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's unlimited lounge access for like a ton of different lounges across the world. The lounge access alone is like huge on on long layovers. Yeah. Um, it's like a lot of lounges have complimentary drinks. It's like it's a crazy time. It's a good. Uh, time. Yeah, sounds like you work for American Express. Subscribe that a little suspicious here. No, no, no. Just I have one. Yeah. I recently got one for that reason. I, I did. A, a, I racked up a, a ton of uh, trips on the card. Nice. Um, and uh, and had a good time on every single one. Just because, like, you know, it helps with that type of stuff. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but again, I'm probably gonna cancel at the end of the year. I'm not like encouraging credit card churning or anything, but like, you oh, know. I'm gonna churn the shit on mine. <laughs> yeah. That shit is like a good like. It's, it's kind of a once in a lifetime thing too. Yeah. But like right around this like our age right now, like yeah. you know, mid twenties to mid thirties type of thing. It's like that's when you want to rack up the traveling. You know, I I mean even <laughs> some of the like high not like not mid tier but a bit higher than mid tier. I I I even feel like even with the annual fee it's not that bad it's like well, actually oh yeah. pretty reasonable for all the benefits you get like I think mine right now I have the HSBC one I just got recently just for traveling just because it was like the no foreign currency exchange stuff okay um, and like every year they give you a hundred US or I don't know I don't know if it's a hundred USD or a hundred dollars like because we're in Canada but they give you um, like credits yeah to like go to lounges and stuff like yeah. that right and I was That's like awesome. well like the annual fee is 150 bucks so it's like well you if, get that value right? yeah, yeah, as long as you right. use it but yeah like, exactly if you're planning to travel even a little bit throughout the year you're, you're gonna use it right? yeah yeah exactly, exactly. You know, the Amex Plat also has the um, what's it called it's a $200 uh, just like general lifestyle yeah. credit like you can spend on anything type of thing yeah um there's a list of restaurants that they give you $200 credit for. Oh, I can see. Use. Um, yeah. It's some cool shit. It was there, did you have an issue when you were traveling to Italy using your Amex? Yeah, I always have a, I don't have another regular card yeah. um, to use. I actually use Wise. Like, Wise is a cash card. Have you guys heard of it? It's like a, you basically. W-I-Z-E? No, just W-I-S-E. It's just Wise. Like, W-I-S-E. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the camera. <laughs> yeah, Wise camera. <laughs> uh, Wise credit card, the multi-currency card there. Um, it's just a debit card, but pretty much like you don't have to hold cash. Oh, uh, yeah. You can draw out of any ATM for the same uh, the same rate that you'd get at the local bank. So um, my girlfriend and I, my fiance and I, um, <laughs> we uh, we we went to Taiwan and um, went to. She got money out of a bank, like yeah. to, to withdraw money out of the actual like bank teller. Yeah. And I just used the ATM using this card. Yeah. And the we got the exact same exchange yeah. rate. So. Yeah. It's a good card. It's like um, I mean, yeah, especially for countries where you need cash. Yeah, it's just a cash card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like a travel. So you book travel on credit cards, yeah, but like you, when you're there, yeah. like you can't rely on a credit card all the time, depending where you go. But yeah. like in Asia, at least, it's like you know, your yeah, it's credit mostly cash and stuff. Work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, well, okay, for my trip in Europe, I use my credit card for everything, and that was fine. I, like other than street vendors, but that's like five bucks yeah, here yeah. and any there, big, right? Like any yeah. medium, even like smaller ven- uh, vendors, like they all took card. Yeah, the the markets on the street. At least in Florence, where we're at, they don't take card. Yeah, but that's because they're like markets, right? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what you expect. Yeah. So, what was um, what was the best part of your trip to, or like, what was your favorite, your favorite spot? Oh, like Florence, absolutely. Um, oh. Florence is beautiful. Uh, it's like, and it's not too touristy. Um, and they're known for like uh two things, which one thing I love, steak. So Florentine steak is a whole thing. Um, and the second thing is also related to cows. It's their leather. Wait, um, it's better than Alberta beef. It's just different. Dun, dun, dun. Like, oh, okay. But, okay. but, um, Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's really good. Don't get me wrong. And, and honestly, like, if you're a red meat lover, like, you know, yeah. go to Florence, try a big, they, they sell it by the kilo or the, 
Yeah, they sell it by the kilo. Yeah. So you have to buy a kilo at a time, which is like two pounds, two point two pounds, right? Yeah. Um, they don't really like it's, it's all ballpark too. Like they can't guarantee this is gonna be exactly one kilo. Yeah. They just say like you know you get one cut type of thing, roughly a kilo, and then you share it with everybody. They only serve it rare. They're like offended if you get it any more like like cooked than that. Yeah. So you really gotta like your red meat, but I love it rare, so I'm good with it. <laughs> I can just imagine some American going there asking for like HP sauce or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's dude, it's like it's absolutely offending them. Um another another huge thing, oh yeah, wine is so cheap. Uh in Florence they have wine walls or at least like the it's this family that's run this restaurant beside it for a while, but they basically mm-hmm. have a wall where you can order a wine and like through the wall. It's like a hole in the wall and they just serve it through the hole. Uh, mm. For like five euros or four, yeah. like four or five euros for a glass, a big glass that's like you know loaded, and you keep the glass and it's a like really high quality glass. Oh. Um, it's cool stuff. I, I didn't bring back the glass because packing it is kind of uh, shitty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but like it's just a cool experience overall. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, the um, just like the stuff to do in Florence is, is really cool. Leather. Uh, so we went to a leather school, um, and they stamped. Like this, first off, it's like an Italian leather-made uh, belt, like full grain. Um, it's a dressier belt. I'm wearing it today, um, and they stamp my initials on the back of it with like gold lettering. So it's like really customized experience, and you see them like have videos of like them stamping it right in front of me. Yeah, uh, I like that experience because like you know I I'm into like fashion and stuff like that, but also like just to have a belt that is, is a little more custom to me. Right, that was really cool. Mm. Um, I mean, pretty neat. having any article with your initials and it feels kind of boss. Yeah. So I got a passport holder too. Um, oh, nice. and it's just like, it's good quality leather. I, I would avoid like some of the, some of the random like stands cause those are more catered to tourists. But like, yeah. this was like literally the school of leather. They had like photos of like celebrities that have been there. So like Neil Patrick yeah. Harris, um, oh. a couple other ones. I think the, I don't know why the only one that really stood out to me <laughs> is Neil Patrick Harris, but I guess one of the more recognizable guys. Uh, but I think the, an older Pope. Uh, visited as well and got some leather goods there too. What's what's that experience cost for that? Uh, that no, it's, thing? it's like the belt was like thirty five to forty euros. Oh, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah. euros. So I mean, yeah. to Canadian, that's still like sixty something dollars. But, but a good belt's about that yeah, much yeah. It's, too. It's though. a solid yeah. belt, yeah. and, and the passport holder, same thing. It's like I think fifty euros or something. I see. Yeah. yeah. So it's affordable. It's like um, yeah. it's good shit. Yeah. I don't know. I had a good experience. Nice. That's sick. um. Apparently gold is really good in, in Italy. I mean, a lot of like gold links uh, are named after like Italian things like, uh, hold up. Go- oh, so like jewelry gold. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like gold flakes to eat or something like that. No, no, it's just like- gold links. Um, like if you've heard of the Figaro, um, it's a type of like gold link um, for chains. And that literally comes from Italy. Figaro gold chain. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Well, I'm just saying, like, different styles of, like, you know, how uh, certain gold yeah. products have been made. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of it drive, are, come from, like, Italy. So, like, when it comes to, like, the, the craft side of, like, jewelry, yeah. um, they're really big on that. Like, you're not getting a better deal for gold or anything because yeah. that's just market price, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the quality of the of the actual, like, the jewelry des- itself and yeah. the design around it, that's yeah. definitely, like, there's a lot of stuff that you can get in Italy that's more unique to Italy. Um. Oh, I thought, okay, one of the things I thought was super cool is when I was in Paris, just walking next to buildings that were like centuries old. And then the building next to that is like a pretty new building. And just like being in that atmosphere where you see both of it. The contrast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the duality of it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah there's uh, like, uh, so my fiance is really into bags and. Uh, <laughs> how much do you uh, spend on bags, man? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even, I don't even want to say it. But, uh, but we went to the Chanel store and we went to like the first ever 
like the first Chanel store, which was actually uh, right outside of Coco Chanel's apartment, because like you know, like yeah. Paris, right? right? And you could actually see her apartment up there, and it's like just wow. like a really cool like, historic kind of thing too, um, because we all know the influence that Coco Chanel had um, yeah. on just overall fashion in general, right? So I thought that was cool, being a guy even, right? Like, it's did like, they did they turn I that in, about that? Did they turn that into like a museumish thing? Her apartment um, or anything well, like that? Well, the, the apartments. So you can you can only go as far as the staircase. Oh, I see. Take photos of the staircase, yeah. which is still pretty cool. Uh, the actual apartment itself is like closed off. Oh, okay. I think there might be times with, with where they open it, but <clears throat> not not at that moment. Oh, damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah, just learning about the bags. Okay, so I'm a fucking pleb, so I didn't know how much these things cost <laughs> and like resale value and why it's worth it to buy it there and stuff. But I was just like, damn, that's pretty insane. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Of I mean, like I was never sold on the idea of luxury goods either, but um. But like when you put it in the way that's like it, it, as long as it holds value because some people out there or a big enough group of people in the entire world yeah. uh, place value on it, yeah. then technically it's just like it's more of an asset, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like I've heard of stories of people um, smuggling a high amount of value through bags like yeah. uh, from country to country because yeah. it was easier to move bags than hard than cash. Dr- uh, yeah, cash or drugs or anything sure, like that. whatever yeah, it is, yeah, right? Yeah. But like cash is already hard to move because they'll ask you like you can't like I mean the yeah. common question is are you bringing more than $10,000 in cash? Um, Dude, so that's that's common not common thing is bringing a bunch of bags that are fifty thousand yeah. dollars worth of bags. Yeah. Right. Well, that's easier to move because it's just a bag. It's just your leather. Like, who says it's fifty thousand dollars? Yeah. But, but there is a secondary market that will that's liquid enough that you can sell it for fifty thousand dollars easily. Yeah, that's crazy. It's wild. I was thinking about that too. I was like, Shit, I should fucking buy one just sold one here. Yeah, but I was like, sure. I, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to like max on my credit card just for something I don't even understand or know about. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was pretty. I I yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea it was like that until mm. uh, until because like we went to that one mall where I think it was like Lafayette Galleria. Oh yeah, that was, was that in Milan. Uh, no, it was no. In, there was oh, one in Paris. In Paris. This is in Paris, right? Yeah, right, right, and it was Lafayette. all brand name shit, right? Like yeah. I felt I was like, dude, are they gonna charge me just to look at this? Like, What's going on here? Like, <laughs> oh, it's insane. the one that's like really beautiful when you look up, right? Uh, yeah, uh, it's really close to the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, yeah very yeah. very close. To but that. Is, is the actual like shopping center also like a dome where like mm, or some shit like that? Where no, that's that's just a normal mall. Oh, like that that one I. I also went to but but the the gallery one is literally just levels upon levels of oh, just okay. brand name shit Damn. just like Hermes in one corner and like Chanel here and yeah. Louis Vuitton here and just security guards everywhere I was mm-hmm. like god damn yeah yeah see I don't know about like clothing like I, I I'm not I'm not sold at all in terms of like designer clothing because it's like I like function over like anything else yeah. like you know um I, I, I don't mind paying a little bit of a premium for like high quality cotton but not much of a premium because yeah. it's like anything more that as the moment i know that i'm paying premium for like the brand or something yeah it, it, I'm, I'm off of it i'm like i don't yeah. really care for that but like if i'm f- there are like some stuff like raining champ or like some other like uh, brands that are more focused on like sustainable and high quality cotton like you know right. like stuff that actually feels good on your skin and it has function or right. they're using tech tech like uh, modern technology to improve the fabrics uh, to make it more sweat wicking breathable whatever yeah. it is yeah um, I'm, I'm I'm okay I'm okay paying like for that type of like you're paying for research and development right yeah uh, dude I'm so basic I just be like yo is there enough pockets does it feel good <laughs> and that's that's it for me yeah I mean like I, I I've only recently really gotten into like the tech wear side of like yeah. clothing right um, mm-hmm. cause like like, like, remember I was telling, we were talking earlier about, like, optimizing shit. And yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, okay, it's kind of like, when you think about, like, the clothes you wear for performance reasons or shoes, like, yeah. running shoes have gone so far over the last decade. Yes. Like, yeah. I have a pair from 2011, and, like, 
it's like so outdated now compared to like the type of foams and like gels that come out in running shoes nowadays. Because yeah. you know, like when you think about it, boost technology and like uh, foam technology, like foam runners and stuff like that, that stuff is like in the last, what was it last decade or like a little bit? The point is it's relatively new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. New enough that like that changed the game. Like but, like running shoes before that, like it literally was like miles ahead yeah. in terms of like the shock absorbency and stuff like that. Yeah. But even on the maximum side, in terms of clothing, I felt like back then I would buy these like cheap jeans and they'll just rip in like three or four months. Yeah. And now I'm I'm on the thought of like, no, I'm going to buy an expensive one and it'll last me like one to two years. And it's like way more worth it than buying any of these cheap ones. Yeah. And it's like, it's literally I pay the same or lesser value in terms of cash for that clothing and it just feels better, fits better and lasts longer, right? Yeah. Like I feel like my ideal wardrobe is like less clothes, but just like super high quality shit. Yeah, I mean, I love like buy it for life, like shit. Yes, you know? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a subreddit for buy it for life, which has like a lot of suggestions. Oh, too. I read that before. Yeah, it's what's really what's cool. what's some stuff on there? Like microwaves? Do I swear the old microwaves are so much better? <laughs> They're than like new certain ones. brands that yeah. I'll give you like life warranty oh. for things, and you can keep returning as long as it, it's good. And I think there are some leather products on there too, and some appliances. Yeah, like oh. like there's like boots that are like like so certain types of like stitching on boots you can always replace oh. like the outsole yeah, so yeah. they'll buy it for life because you would just go to any shoe cobbler mm-hmm. like your local shoe person yeah. and all they do is replace the sole over and over because oh. that's what part that's yeah. what like, gets worn out yeah, yeah. any other upper part because it's a leather boot it just yeah. ages like well right yeah, like, yeah. you know like it gets that like nice patina yeah. almost like it looks a little more like vintage on the on the mm. leather but then the outsole just gets replaced as it wears out right yeah um, so that's like some good shit so I, I don't know much on that. I just know my Timberlands have lasted me forever. I mean, and yeah. I was like, I fucking love these. They last <laughs> me forever. But that's just from my experience from it. Like both my Timberlands, my summer and my winter ones have always lasted me. I think it's Red Wings that does that, right? Yeah, yeah. Red yeah, Wings. Uh, I have a pair of the like the Red Wing Iron Rangers. But honestly, at the same time, it's like, see, I like this stuff because like, the con- concept... I like the concept of it more right, right. than, but like, I'll be honest, I'm not the one putting in like enough kilometers on that boot to yeah. like get to the point where I, I've needed to like actually need a, an outsole replacement. Uh, but the yeah. idea that you could makes me fascinated by the boot and it looks good, great. Like I love the boot, but um, I, I will say like there's some extremes on like, you know, Oh, I, I want to buy the buy it for life boot, but like, yeah. are you really going to like put in like thousands of kilometers on this boot? And right. like some people will, but I know I won't. Like I'm not actually wearing that yeah, boot yeah. to death, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I like the idea that I could. I mean, I think in general everyone likes the. I forgot what it's called, but what's that one laptop where you can switch the parts very easily? Oh, like uh, oh, I forgot the name. But there is. Uh, I mean, just in general, modular technology. Yeah, too. yeah, like, yeah. I love that shit. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people do, but I think it's not worth it in terms of capitalism. Like yeah. they want to sell new entire things all the time. It's, yeah. it's a reason why your battery. Like back then, you could literally take out your battery on your phone. Yeah. But nowadays it's like no 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 we're fucking holding this on and the battery die or the phone dies when the battery dies yeah. yeah that's a limited time that we know exactly yeah I hate that but I get it I get it's like planned obsolescence that's built in yeah. Dude, Apple's notorious for that we like in school for engineering we learn that stuff we learn like wow. okay guys you have to actually build stuff to fail like we have to calculate the yeah. failure life and we actually have to build to fail not build to like last mm-hmm. forever yeah. It's like it's like the companies that um do like that don't plan obsolescence. They're actually out of business nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, have you heard of Instant Pot? Yes. Yeah, they're actually low key going out of business. But part of it is because I've never had a pressure cooker from Instant Pot that actually broke. 
Like those, that shit is really good. Right, you buy it once uh, and you'll never be a returning customer. Yeah, customer yeah. Like I'm not really buying the new pressure cooker because there's the ceiling to how advanced the pressure cooker can get. Yeah. So it's I, like I'm good with mine. You know, I like, think for like a decade now. I heard that's like board games too. Yeah, board yeah, game yeah. people have to be very careful with how they design board games yeah. to make new additions and stuff. Yeah, like expansion packs, right? Yeah. Otherwise, they have nothing else left. Yeah. Especially like if Catan you play, being yeah. okay for bringing in expansions. Yeah. But yeah, I can see that. I mean, the pressure cooker one—that's one's one scary, right? Like, unless if it's an electrical failure, if it's any other failure, you're fucked. Like, that thing's that's that, that's a bomb. You have a bomb. <laughs> <in your house. laughs> yeah. You have a bomb. Full, full of hot stew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it explodes. You're like, yeah. Actually, yeah. I've heard of those accidents too. You know. Like, yeah, yeah. They they open it up before the pressure is like supposed to completely depressurized oh it just like just explodes blows up, up everywhere in your face, yeah. yeah you're supposed to open it like away from you too like even if it's like even if the little clicker thing has dropped yeah like just open it away from you like well it doesn't if it explodes at least you're protecting yourself yeah but by, by design i think they can't even have that product on the market if it has that potential to explode like they have to make it very hard to open when it's pressurized and stuff mm-hmm. and that's just like pure safety right so I feel like that fact already made it so hard for them to make a product that had planned obsolescence, except if they plan for the electronics to fail. Yeah. That's the one thing they could do. They could be like, after X amount of runtime, this chip would just blow and then you just can't use this anymore, right? That's the only thing I can think of. Other than that, you can't have any physical failures on that, Mm -hmm. right? Because you literally have like a bomb thing going on right now. Yeah. I mean, even then, yeah. I mean, mean, the old old pressure cookers are literally just mechanical like you ever seen the old one it's literally just a pot that yeah. you could seal up and you just put it on the stove yeah, yeah. and you just leave oh, it on right, there forever yeah, yeah. So, so their yeah. product was kind of innovative that way like yeah. it's electrical yeah um they actually tried to push out other types of products but people only know them for the pressure cookers right yeah, they, yeah. i think they push out air fryers multi-cookers like um none of them really did a lot like really well yeah and then they pushed out a whole bunch of renditions of in of like pressure cookers yeah like from high-end to low-end ones but at the end of the day you buy one like you don't feel a desire to upgrade right yeah mm-hmm. i mean speaking on those type of products dude i would love to have like if i had my own house my own kitchen i would go for the whole le crusade thing because yes. i feel like those are so worth it i would it just, definitely buy a le crusade pot and put it on as a boiling pot just yeah. use it for everything kind of thing mm-hmm. like that right and it just feels like oh it's so much great. better just because like i've been through so many frying pans and stuff at home mm-hmm. and it's just like dude if i just had one that just wouldn't die like I would save so much money because each time you buy a new frying pan, that's like at least on the cheap end, like thirty or fifty dollars. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you do that over what over like three, four, five years. That's like about the same price as yeah one of the like crusette pots. I've I've uh so I, I have a stob, um, which is kind of like the competitive Le crusette. Oh, okay. same, same concept though. Yeah, it's yeah. Like you know, like um, lifetime warranty and like yeah, super and good. It's, it's like the heavy cast stuff. Yeah. Um I will say like if I had a frying pan that was like that though, um, it feels like it would be really heavy. Uh, we have arms. a cast iron frying pan, um, but it's like I don't use it use it as often as my regular nonstick because yeah. it's just heavy as hell. It's, yeah. like, it's actually surprisingly like heavy enough that you really got to put in a little bit of like yeah. effort to like lift it up. Uh, you mm-hmm. don't get the same flip. You know, yeah. if you're flipping things, like yeah. you're not gonna get that flip if with a That's cast true. iron. That's true. So it's it probably contextual, but but they're amazing pieces of equipment. Yeah, I mean, I'm into that stuff. I I know it's pricey, but. You know what it was surprising? I saw it at Winners once. It was actually like not cheap, but it was like cheaper. Better, yeah. Like, like pretty decent more? price. Uh I think one of the big like the the ones that are usually out for like five hundred fifty bucks it was like for three hundred dollars. Oh shit. I was gonna buy it, but I was like, fuck. I was gonna buy it as a gift for someone, uh-huh. but I was like, fuck, I don't even know if they want this. Like I kinda want it myself, but I kinda don't trust my parents with this. I feel like they're gonna right. like, you know, not use it properly. Fuck it up. Yeah. Which is one of my biggest fear. Um Okay, anything else with your with your trip? Anything cool? 
I mean, you, you. I heard you. You should go to a lot of different places, not not just. Yeah. So we so we flew in from Paris. We flew in to Paris. Yeah. Um, we were originally gonna take a train from Paris to Milan, yeah. but that actually got canceled because there's like um, a rock slide uh, on a track on the track that basically connects that. Like along the way so we flew from paris to milan yeah. and then took the train the rest of the way the trains are actually a really cool system they're really fast like yeah. two hours to every other city yeah. um and so milan we mostly did that's basically your shopping capital like you can do all your shopping in milan for the most part if you're going to be in italy um for like any type of like designer shit the, the vat refund there is like the highest i think it's like upwards of like i, got, I bought a watch and it was like 18 percent off the oh. retail price because of the vat refund yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so that felt valuable to, to me um that was really cool um we took the train from there to florence florence is where like you know like i said like yeah. the coolest vibe like go, if you're with a group of friends you're gonna go to florence you're gonna have a great time uh there's a bit of a nightlife but also like there's a lot of bars and like uh they call them trattorias like they're like, kind of like tavern restaurants yeah uh but like the vibe there is really cool there's this place called trattoria zaza which is like Basically, they give you this big jug of wine, and the menu's awesome. And there wasn't a bad thing on the menu. We ordered a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um. And like, the, the, it's really upbeat type of uh, environment to eat in. It was really cool. And did we you, have steak there too, of course. Did you have a? Was there like a language barrier issue or no? No, no. Everyone's really chill with English. Oh, okay. Nice, um. Nice. Surprisingly, like well, I think Paris, I had worse time because uh, I feel like they just don't give a shit if you speak mm. English they're like nah, nah, nah we're gonna speak French anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um but in Italy it was, it was chill uh some places were a little bit more rough but then I got around fine okay yeah I thought Paris was way better than because we went to Marseille also in okay. France and that was like they're not gonna speak English at yeah all. they're just like yeah. no fuck you we're just gonna keep speaking English. <laughs> like I was trying to buy a kebab from someone and Drew's like no you do it on your own so I was like <laughs> oh fuck boys <laughs> I just kept like pointing at stuff and figuring that out uh yeah it was a struggle because like my my girlfriend is fluent in french right oh, okay. so like the other parts it was easy she just like orders for me and yeah. does all that stuff i mean i actually took italian 10 and 20 in in high school so, oh really um, i i'm I, i'm not saying that's like i'm not fluent by any means I'm, i mean just I knowing you get by but just knowing some vocabulary kind of helps yeah yeah very yeah. very rough but like yeah. it wasn't like total shit at least yeah I, I wasn't totally out of my mind in terms of like trying to grasp any italian i, I knew like bits and yeah. pieces but Still pretty brutal. Yeah, but English, English got me by pretty well. Um, the one thing I found out, especially in France, even in France, like, dude, the pasta and the pizza there is next level. Like, yeah, it's, it's like you just can't get it here. Like, no matter how Neapolitan pizza places here and how much it costs, I just feel like you just can't get the same shit here. I will say, like, after two weeks of oh, like yeah. straight of uh, pizza sandwiches, yeah. like pasta that's literally the entire cuisine yeah for the most part i mean I, I wish i had more authentic italian friends to tell me like otherwise yeah but like for the most part that's all we really got yeah um otherwise like in rome you get these rice balls these cheesy rice balls but those got kind of like weird after a while yeah um the really the main cuisine is sandwiches pizza and pasta yeah, right? yeah. uh and yeah like by the end of it all i we just went to a hot pot restaurant <laughs> and we we're like i need some asian food <laughs> yeah i need some like something else here you yeah know? and it was good there yeah, surprisingly really good. Um, nice. It was, uh, all the re- reviews on, on the Google Maps were like, uh, people were saying like, oh, we just had pasta for the whole week, so we just wanted something different too. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. everyone going oh, there for the same bad. reason for the most part, but um, it was it was actually pretty surprisingly good. Wait, you've been to New York before? Yeah. yeah how, how does the Italian food differ? Because it's a pretty big Italian community in New York, I, I mean, right? Or New Jersey, yeah, I guess. Yes, yes, but then... Um, I mean, New York has its spin on pizza. I, I've only really tried New York pizza. Like, oh, in okay. the sense that, like, yeah. it's still a, a very thin slice. Uh, yeah. It's called Tony's Pizza. 
Um, pretty iconic spot, I think. Uh, it was delicious pizza. It wasn't yeah. anything like the Italian pizza. Italian pizza is like the crust, the bread. Yeah. is like crispy and uh, it's hard to explain, but um, authentic Italian pizza, the the closer you are to Naples, the better. Yeah. yeah. Um, that shit is like on another level. I don't think, but the only thing is like, the, it's not a very meaty pizza. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not it's intentionally not. It's yeah. more like carby. Um, you're only thinking get like cheese, um, or just a margarita like or something. Margarita, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit of meat, but if it's meat, it's like a little slice of the prosciutto at most. Yeah. Uh, I think we here in North America, like being the kind of the more of like fatty, fat ass continent. Yeah. <laughs> like we're full of this greasy, like meaty mm. past, um, pizza that we're used to, right? Even the pastas are, like, you focus on the meat, right? Yeah. Like, lots of like, um, like heaviness to that. Yeah. Because they want you to be like really, really full or something. Yeah. And the like quantity over quality type of thing, right? It's just a culture here. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Like honestly, I, I don't mind. I love a greasy pizza sometime. That's not like it at, at all in, in Italy. Dude. But it's but it's great. Like yeah. it's a different type of great, you know? You just have to gauge your expectations. Yeah. When when I went over here, I just felt like I ate so much carbs, but it just didn't feel like I ate so much carbs. It's just like you eat so much bread and pasta mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Yeah. But you don't feel you don't feel like it, right? Like here if I ate like a lot of like bread and pasta and stuff, I would feel heavy and shit and just feel like sluggish and slow and bloated and all that stuff. But there it's just like, no, that's fine. It's yeah. cool. It's just but, normal there. And like the cuisine, like uh, the um the scheduling of like how breakfast, lunch and dinner work, that was kind of weird too. Like the breakfast is definitely more carby. Yeah. Uh, like you, you eat like a, a pastry and a cappuccino. <laughs> yeah. That's your breakfast. Yeah. And that's what everyone eats. It's like yeah. maybe a little fruit at most, right? Yeah. Uh, here, like in North America, it's always been like a very protein heavy breakfast. Like we're yeah. always encouraged. And I love that too. Like I almost prefer protein heavy breakfast, but. I feel like in America, they also eat a lot of sweets for breakfast too, right? Donuts. Um, I mean, if you're talking like pancakes and shit like that too. Donuts, pancakes. I mean, so when when I was in Paris, we we bought eggs and like cured meats and we ate that for breakfast, like eggs and baguette and stuff. I mean, but but but, I mean, like in terms of what the locals would eat, it probably wouldn't be like eggs and prosciutto for breakfast. Yeah, like that's a great idea. Yeah, it's mostly (laughs) just like orange juice or coffee and then a croissant or some like Mm -hmm. other thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then lunch, you'll have like a still like sandwich pizza type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, in general, I think it's just you, yes, you're eating more carbs. Like, no, it, the ratio of carbs is higher. Yeah. But in general, I uh, I actually feel like I didn't eat a lot. Like, yeah. I I ate, I tried to eat a lot, but I don't know. I just like didn't ha- like the heaviest meal was dinner. Pretty I was much. I was telling Viv on the other podcast where it's, it's like a lot of wine though. When 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 I'm there. Okay, when I'm here and I'm eating the food here, I'm like both physically and mentally full. But when I'm there, I feel like I'm just mentally full. Yeah. Like I just don't want to eat anymore. Like I'm satisfied. Like yeah, this is yeah. good. I'm yeah. gonna walk away. This is fine. I, I don't need it's anymore. Like something about the food, right? Yeah. It's like you're craving more in North America. To, yeah. Like you eat till you're like full, or I don't know what the food like. Something about the food. Maybe it's like the grease that makes you crave more. You know? Yeah, possibly. Um, or like the sugars or something like that. But like, yeah, like a little bit of food at a time like smaller meals and I was super satisfied I wasn't hungry at any point of the entire trip in fact like closer to dinner time we were like oh yeah we should probably go out of our way to eat like cause yeah. we haven't eaten in a bit but we, we never like I didn't really feel hungry I just knew that like you know I want to make the most of this trip by eating more right? yeah so I, yeah, let's let's hit up the dinner. I actually wonder if it is all like the preserves and shit we put in because I feel like when you eat like a whole orange, you're like full, right? You're like or like you know if you eat, eat more whole foods of any sort, yeah, yeah, you just feel more full and yeah. stuff. But then when you eat any of the processed stuff, it's just like you can eat nonstop. It feels yeah, like. like actually, I feel like I can eat like multiple slices of like Pizza Hut type of stuff. Yeah, like, I, I can go like four or five slices of Pizza Hut actually, yeah. and but then it's funny because you do four or five slices of the Italian pizza and you're quite full. Um, yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll serve you the whole pizza, but they're smaller usually, like yeah, yeah. You know, six to eight inch 
like yeah. size pizzas. Yeah. Uh, and they're really like light pizzas, right? Yeah. Like, super thin crust type of thing. And you'll just eat that and you'll be super full. Dude, I, I was actually really surprised because like I'm I'm a glutton. Like I eat a lot. But <laughs> when I was there, I was surprised. Like my first meal was just like a pizza and another like seafood thing. And then I was like, oh, no, like. Satisfied. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't yeah. feel, I literally don't feel like going to get anything else. I'm just going to like just hang out. Yeah, that's just, it was a strange one. Like it's got to be something in the food. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, before we end it off, um, what's something cool you like to do? Like, what's a niche thing you like to do when you go traveling? Well, all all three of us kind of question. I would say mine is actually do nothing. Yeah, oh, just okay. like chill. Have a day where you have nothing planned and you literally just do kind of nothing. You just chill. Yeah. Go eat, take your time, hang out, act like you actually live in the place. Right, right. Have no, no, like, touristy thing you want to visit, no specific shop you want to visit. Just hang yeah. out as if you actually live there and take your time. Right, right. That's cool. I like yeah. that too. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of similar. Um, like, I I I like the idea of like go even just going to the gym, which I know sounds weird, but yeah. like, uh, you will find that like just going to the gym is a little different in every country. Oh, yeah. 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 it's different. It's like a different like vibe for every. Sometimes the gyms are more like higher end, lower end, like yeah. depends on the country you're going to. And I, I have we're actually worked out in a lot of different gyms, uh, in different countries, and that was kind of cool. Uh, one really weird one that I like to do actually is uh, I'm really into taking in culture through like bathing. So like, mm. uh, and it kind of started off uh, when I went to Japan, obviously, because they have a huge like you know ritualistic type of bathing yeah. culture around the onsens and whatnot. Yeah. And I've been to two of them in Japan, and uh, and each time it was kind of like an interesting experience. Cause I like I like the idea of like uh, bathing through recovery and like I mean every single culture I feel um, after a long day of hard work like they, people got to wind down physically yeah. and how do they do that best through bathing right yeah. like so that's mm-hmm. why they'll put a lot of like thought into uh into the how the pools are set up yeah um in, in a lot of the onsens they'll have sometimes they'll have an herbal pool yeah. sometimes they'll have like a hotter pool they'll have temperatures set on certain things and some of them and they'll even have a cold pool yeah uh, just to kind of embrace like cold hot switching and that type of stuff um saunas in, in a lot of the venues uh so yeah so and that kind of started off in japan and then I went to Taiwan, same thing, except they're a lot more tattoo friendly. So it was easier to find places uh, in Taiwan where like, you know, you same idea. Um, you get like herbal pools, you get like, and just the culture, the social culture around Like I didn't talk to anybody, but like I saw a lot of people coming in and just kind of got getting to see like, um, like the country or the culture from a different lens. Mm. basically everyone's most vulnerable like state right but also like you know uh you'd see like a bunch of guys butt naked coming in with their buddies and stuff like that and it's like i i sit there and i'm like that's it's kind of funny because you'd never see that in north america like it, yeah. it's like it's too homophobic here right so yeah. it's like it, it would almost be like too gay to go hang out with your buddies butt naked which I, I get it you know what i mean like but at the same time to see that contrast in other countries um where like you know people just come in here and just hang out and uh and it's a really social thing, like a bunch of dudes. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, it's interesting. That's where I'll put it. Um, and same idea. It's, a very, it's very physically recovering. Yeah. So like after a long day of walking, you're, you're out here like, you know, chilling in these hot tubs. It's very, it's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in Italy, they, uh, so actually in, in general, like certain parts of Europe, they do something called hammam. Uh, which uh, is a Turkish bath, but like it's really popular in other areas. So like right. Rome was pretty. Where, oh right. Yeah, right. it's very cool because it's like a steam room almost. Um, but then they'll also have like uh, people like who will put like soap all over you and like scrub you down. 
Like, oh, and, and it, it, that's cool. It's a little bit like mildly painful, but that's because yeah. like they're really going at you to like exfoliate like yourself. Um, and it's just a really cool experience too. So that one, uh, that was like kind of the European take on it. I, I mean, I don't know what other countries have to offer. I wouldn't know. So like, yeah, that's kind of one thing I want to kind of mm-hmm. get more into is like, you know, let's take a bath in every country. That's pretty. Neat. Fuck, man, you literally took mine. <laughs> really? Oh, really? Yeah. So mine, mine started from Korea. Okay, so Korea's okay. big on it. Korea yeah. has Spa Land. Oh yeah, I, I, know I really want to go. I should have. You didn't go to Spa, dude. No. Spa Land was my favorite part of Korea. It was yeah. it was so relaxing, and it's literally what you said. It's like you can go do hikes and walk around for two days. And I swear, the third day you go to a Spa Land, you're like rejuvenated yeah. for the fourth day, kind of thing like that, right? Yeah, and and it's like they spent they must have spent like a century or more like perfecting yeah. like all the aspects of of like recovery and sauna and relaxation yeah. in Korea right yeah. Yeah. so like like over the like decades and centuries it's like you're experiencing all of that culture yeah. at that point yeah so i'm so i'm cool. huge on that cuz i go to the steam room literally every day like yeah. here in yeah. in edmonton um and that was the one thing i was gonna say i was like yo just go to any like sauna or spa like sauna yeah uh that's super cool to go to uh so i had to think of another one on the spot uh i okay so i haven't really done this too much but i was hoping to do it more but like driving in different countries i think is a cool thing that was one i think that would be a really cool one uh i i don't get to do it often like i've driven in like vietnam like the mopeds and stuff intimidated yeah yeah it's scary but like it's kind of cool to like try it out even just for a little bit um i think that would be very cool Mm -hmm. i i I don't get to do it a lot but i think that's one of the experiences i would like to do more and i think it's like kind of niche like not everyone wants that experience right actually not even necessarily driving could be just like biking or like scooting around just like different modes of transportation rather than you know you riding something you yeah. actually like going on the road on your own yeah i think would be cool and i mean that's another huge culture shock too right yeah it's like driving like either you're on the different side of the road yeah the traffic is totally different like the mannerisms you know what i mean yeah like, yeah like some a lot in a lot of places other than north america it's just you go like yeah. it's like the lights don't matter like yeah, in vietnam yeah. the lights don't fucking yeah, matter just like, yeah like you see an opening you're going yeah, yeah. It's, you're, you're 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 the weird one if you're too like conservative when you're driving yeah. you know yeah if you care too much about your life you're yeah, yeah. you're not right <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I think i thought that was cool like i mean i've driven in the states a lot and that's kind of cool because they are you're right there's different mannerisms there from state to state city to city is different oh my god yeah when we went to la yeah when you when you drove, I was like, I don't know if I could do this. I you have to be so much more aggressive when you're lane yeah. changing and going anywhere. Like yeah. just do it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's just because it's LA, right? Like yeah. in Hawaii, there's parts of it like that is like that too, and parts of it that isn't like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know, state to state, city to city, it's just different. And I think that's kind of cool, kind of cool to like experience that because it's almost like you know a local experience, right? Yeah, I'm actually going to Hawaii in February. Yeah, I uh, I sent uh, I sent uh, your fiance a bunch of details on that. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah sick. Because because I went we'll last year and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Get a card, dude. Yeah. You uh, which island did you go to? Uh, whatever Honolulu's on. Oh, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was I was kind of lucky too because uh, my girlfriend has family there. Okay. So we actually stayed with them. We have family in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. Filipinos have families everywhere, man. Yeah, that's true. You like, see hospital and nurses, there's families everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was nice because like they showed us all the cool spots. They showed us all the like non-touristy spots. Um, and then there's obviously the touristy spots if you want to enjoy those too, right? Because like yeah. I have nothing I love against that. List, that. Though, yeah, yeah. You, to pass it on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I sent to your fiance, okay, but cool. just I I gave her some like a bunch of stars on stuff. It's kind of like, hey, if you have questions on this, just ask me because those are the things I actually went to, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, another big thing. I don't even think if it's it's like very niche, but like 
going to the McDonald's of the place. Oh yeah, that, that actually that was, is that was really always cool, cool too. Yeah, yeah. I, I know some people like so like. Uh, some people have traveled with are like, why do you do that? But it's like, no, it's actually cool. It's yeah. like, although some of them are kind of shitty. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the one in Paris, I think, was kind of mid. Like, I, yes, I, it was average. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had McDonald's. Good. I just had to do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I would argue the Burger King was better, which was like right after. Like, I, so oh. I went to McDonald's and then I immediately went to Burger King to get yeah. another shot. Like, yeah. fast food's got to be good here, and it was actually better. Um, they had like chicken wings at that Burger King, which you don't get here. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, McDonald's. In Asia, it's really cool. Yes. KFC, the recipe is completely different in yes. Asia. Yeah yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. That's like legit. Like it's crispier. They have like curry and stuff. In, yeah. Like when I was in Thailand, they had like curry chicken and KFC oh, yeah. and stuff. That's, awesome. I was like, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like all, all fast food is like free game in terms of like trying out. Yeah. I just like, I think the only thing is like balancing like, you know, like you obviously want to eat like good food when you're yeah. traveling. Yeah. So then like not not spending too much time but like it's hard to help it because like, you want to try it right you have x amount of meals like literally when i was with joyce on our trip yeah. i was like oh shit we only have this many amount yeah. of meals and this many things we want to yeah, try so like this like, is only yeah yeah i get it mm-hmm. so it's tough to see it all um but hong yeah kong, hong kong mcdonald's is really good dude okay it's like top tier um the shrimp stuff right yeah the it's so stuff, good they have like this uh a taro like uh apple sorry tar- taro pie because you know like, yeah, yeah apple pie there's yeah. always different renditions everywhere you go Dude, um, their breakfast is like macaroni and soup, like yeah. literally a Hong Kong breakfast. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I found that Burger King is the most consistent though. Like Whopper yeah. to Whopper from country to country is well, always Mac consistent. Is also pretty consistent. Really? Too. Okay. I don't know. I found the Whopper super consistent. Like bread, everything they do is like yeah, very yeah. consistent from each country. Um, The last thing I like to do a lot when I go um, that's kind of niche is going to a Costco at the place. Yes. That's also oh. fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have enough time, but there was a Costco kind of close to where we were staying in France that I wanted to go to, but we didn't have enough time. And we also didn't have enough like luggage space to bring anything back. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, fuck, we can't it's go. It's just fun to go check it out, man. Yeah. But the, the the Costco in Japan, dude, I swear no one goes, but it's one of the best places, best Costco that I've ever been to. I've, I've been. And it, it, the only thing is like, and Costco is just naturally always off the beaten path. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, like you have to no, drive there. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Right. You yeah. Take a cab drive like find a way i think we had to take a bus which, yeah like, that's, we that's never have to too. take buses when we go to japan yeah but like we had to go out of the way for this one right? yes, but yes it was worth it You're yeah right. it was so cool like the the hot food stuff was cool but also the cold stuff like yeah. like you know how we have food that you can like buy like uh well, fajitas like or whatever and stuff sushi, like, yeah all the good shit <laughs> i and thought it, that was like something like 20 bucks for the a shit ton of like sushi exactly and i feel like that's something people kind of pass on but it's like it's cool because as, as long as you have a costco card from here you can go to any costco in the world right yeah. and it's like oh shit make it's, use it's, of that membership yeah yeah you can exactly. also um it's really good for souvenirs like yes. uh because yeah. you know costco is also notoriously awesome for snacks yeah, yeah. uh here either too yeah. right yeah. so you can oh get like God, a shit yeah, ton of like and they're always local snacks yeah, like yeah Japanese snacks or whatever that's what Joyce did she bought like a big box of like whatever chocolate and cookies yeah. and then she just like that's what used you, that yeah. as that's like souvenirs, souvenirs and, stuff. and stuff yeah, yeah exactly but dude like when I the Costco I remember the hot food was so good I had like black cherry sundae um I think like a bulgogi bake but I think there's bulgogi bakes in a lot yeah, of but that, Costco's now I remember now. that being and they have a Hokkaido ice cream yes yeah that, that was, was with the sundae the, oh, they yeah. had black cherry sundae that, oh, was, that was pretty bomb mm. it's so like yeah. I, I don't know what Hokkaido milk is all about. I just know it tastes amazing. Yeah, it's like it's milky good. ice cream flavor, but like yeah. almost like a reminiscent of like kind of like white rabbit almost. I don't know. Actually, yeah. I might be off the off hey. the, the marker on this one, but yeah, it just has more milk fat or something. They please their cows, you know. Like, yeah. what if there's more serotonin in the milk just because like they're you know actually <laughs> making the cows happy or something? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I so I mean, 
listen, I, I liked Italy and like I probably like a lot of Europe, but something about Asia, like it's just something different altogether. I think Italy, I, I think uh, Asia is definitely on top of my list so far in terms of mm. like places I've traveled. Like just any place in Asia, you can point it anywhere almost and like top tier. I experience wise. So for me, I feel like when I went to France, I wasn't surprised. Like, like the architecture, I was like, oh, I've seen this in movies, I've seen this in video games. Like, I feel like it's been represented so much where when I went there, I was like, oh, this is kind of met my expectation. Like, my expected this because of all the movies I watched, and this is what I see, which is very fair. But when you go to Asia, it's like, you don't know what the fuck to expect because, like, I feel like the movies kind of depict one thing, and like, outside of Hong Kong, because there's a lot of Hong Kong movies or in TV shows, and you kind of see the thing well enough. Yeah, but yeah. even then, like, like outside of just like the buildings and stuff, everything's completely different. Like vending yeah. machine stuff, like food stuff. I guess Japan less so now because there's so many Japanese YouTube videos yeah. and, and anime in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. in animes, Japan really looks exactly the yeah. same. Yeah, so so they've represented that a lot, but everywhere else in Asia, like nowhere's represented properly. Yeah. Like like when you watch a Korean drama and they go to Owen to eat and stuff, it's like no 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 no. Like most of the re- food I've had in Korea is literally like just like some like kind of like a shithole but it's like the best food ever and it's just like really cheap and stuff whereas like in these Korean dramas they're probably going to like you know these fancy restaurants instead and all this Mm -hmm. stuff right so that's what I feel like I feel like Europe's very well represented especially for like English movies and stuff but Asia is just not so you get more of a culture shock like you just know more or yeah and for the most part I feel like your dollar goes like quite oh yeah yeah. like compared to the euro which is like yeah oh yeah yeah so it's like you just feel you get a lot more um, within like a reasonable budget you get a lot out of a reasonable reasonable budget, actually. Right. So, okay, before I end it off, there was one argument I was talking to, with my friend with, and he was just saying, like, we were kind of discussing, was like, do you guys know the seven wonders of the world? Like, could you even name them? Oh, I used to be obsessed I with I mean, this. some, and but no. There's different categories, too. Right. There's, like, seven wonders of the world. There's, like, seven natural wonders of the oh, world, seven ancient wonders of the world, and then it, some of them overlap. So, so it also kinda... changes over time. Oh. Yeah. So, like, like the whatever of Babylon, the the, yeah. the whatever city of Babylon, that's gone away completely, right? So he was telling me, is like, you also have to take in the opportunity to see these things that, like, one day you might not be able to see. Like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, so like, like yeah. I, think, I think one of the things, I was talking to Aaron before the podcast, I was like, dude, I didn't know Afghanistan was so beautiful back in the day from reading all these books. Mm. And it's literally one of the things I can't see anymore. Like, you you just can't go there yeah, in yeah. the next like 10 years probably yeah. without <laughs> easily yeah yeah right so you just can't but even if i go there it won't be the same anymore yeah yeah mm-hmm. right? it'd be it's, like kind of it's literally changed it's right from war yeah 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 so it's it's not even the same thing anymore right so i just feel like fuck man we just got to travel more and as often as we can i feel like you can't save it till you're older because literally some things will be gone yeah. like the I opportunity will, will be gone prime time traveling is right now like yeah. like in terms of like our own physical shape yeah, you know what I mean? our like, age, our finances. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I kind of like, like like I didn't say this too, but like I the um, hiking in in certain places, depending on where you go, obviously, yeah. where if it's a hikeable place, yeah, like you want to do those hikes because that's yeah. one aspect of what they offer. Like in Hawaii, yeah. for example. Oh, dude, Hawaii, you're gonna have some monster hikes. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun. But they're gonna be yeah, they're gonna be great. Apparently, yeah. um, I did a few last time I was there, but like yeah. you know, there's always more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm sure J- Japan probably has some really nice ones too. Yeah, Japan. I remember my first trip. We walked everywhere because we were too cheap to like <laughs> take stuff. So we're like, "Fuck, well, let's just go on hikes and stuff." <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. cool. We're gonna end it off here. Um, thanks for tuning in, our good friend Aaron. We'll hope to get him more on the show. He said he wants to come on more, so we'll hope to see him soon too. Yeah, thanks for coming, Aaron. All right, yeah, thanks, no man. All right, and uh, check out Wave whenever you go to a DJ <laughs> show. He might be uh, opening, so yeah. check him out. All right, see you guys. See you. Bye.